Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. Hi, my name is Heather Graham, and I'm playing Dorothy Tyson in the movie The Last Rampage. The Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison. And uh, it's a very dark story. And Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife. And I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today.
For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on Facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Glorious Uptown Burbank. Once again, Harmontown is now in session. It's so good to be back. We missed you guys. You know who I missed the most? The Game Master, Spencer Crittenden. Oh, yeah. Never stop missing the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. What a crowd! What a crowd! Yeah. So, so there's too many variables for us to track. We now don't know is Saturday night a better night? Uh, have, have, have we been slowly because my 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 liberal views have slowly seeped out and uh, have they alienated? one Nazi that's been replaced by five Democrats? Or, or are Berniecrats just more patient? Or do they have less to do on Saturdays? I, I, I don't know. We, we, don't, we took off a bunch of weeks off. Should we just do the show once a month and then have a, oh, yeah. a heightened interest? We don't know. Steve Levy with the ice, everybody. Steve Levy. Yeah. Flattered, flattered by your by your numbers uh, and your and your applause. Thank you. Was that a sneeze or Italian? He said what, what? frost. He said what? I Fro- think he said frost. Frosty. 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 I hope not. Could be Tourette's. We could. We, uh, we don't. We don't. We don't know. You can't make fun of people anymore. Uh, it's, we, we got an internet now, where if you you know, no matter how how silly someone is, you just you you, you can find out how they feel. And it just ruins everything. It was like, if, if, if like Octomom happened tomorrow, there would be like a Tumblr blog from her the next day where she's just like, here's how it feels to be Octomom. And we'd be like, fuck me. <laughs> I, yeah, be an Octomom. Like, everything. Uh, uh, we, we're, we're in a mire of, 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 of information. We're not learning anything. We're not getting smarter. We're, we're getting scared. We're, we're, we're chimpanzees and we just have alarm signals. We talked about that in our pockets. And also lists of things to talk about in our pockets, too. Like, uh, hmm. I was watching Intervention again. <laughs> this note could be from anywhere, anytime in the last 10 years. And someone used the phrase short end of the stick, and Cody, my girlfriend, b- brought up an interesting point. Like, I've never really examined that phrase. Cody oh, was, she, she's like, what's with this short end of the stick? Like, wait, wait, just pull the stick, you get a whole stick. Like, what? <laughs> Why is the short end of the, well, how can you have a short end of a stick? It doesn't even make sense. Maybe it's like, uh, like you know, drawing straws, or maybe like yeah. a thing where you have to grab it, and whoever grabs it has less stick. Like, that's the person that's chosen. A stick has two ends, and neither are shorter than the other, but for if, sure. But if two people are, are grabbing it at the same time, maybe one end is but you're so, that, that you're referring to that crazy baseball bat game with the hand. That's a total guess. Well, that's wait, probably let's wrong. just think about this, you guys. If you were to grab a stick, which end would you grab? The short end? Or the tall end? 
That t- there is no... Uh, yeah, no, the tall end. You but would if, grab the tall end. If, if, if you're a baseball player, you you want the short end because the, you, need, the, you need more bat to be no, able to hit the ball. How do you even know... Talk. How do you know wh- when you're grabbing... How, it's like, 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 how do you grab the tall end? They're labeled. By putting your hand lower or higher? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying that you've got to grab the tall end. <laughs> I, I think I think I I I, I can understand like because we have uh, wishbones uh, in right. our culture, uh, probably not, uh, uh, you know, so like like but that's like shaped like a slingshot and you pull and there's like a way to get the short and and also short into the stick. It always means like I got it, it, there, there's not luck involved usually. Like short into the stick is more like oh yeah like, like we we decided to do a designated driver program and then my turn came up on prom night. I got kind of got the short end of the stick there. You know, it wasn't like a luck of the draw as much as it was like I got fucked by the system. You know. <laughs> Ah, short end of the stick. Like I, I agree with Cody. Just gra- gra- you know, don't, don't be such a don't be such a cynic. Pull, just grab the stick. You got a whole stick. If st- now you can now you won the stick contest. You got a fucking whole stick. Whatever that's worth. You're you're imprisoned in a matrix where you're valuing the ends of sticks, and someone's laughing at you. Big stick is laughing at you. Long stick is laughing at you. Boy, this new note-taking app. It just says leaks. That's all it says. It looks like the. It used to be the worst end of the staff. Yeah, I, and I, then it got changed to the, the short worst end, end of the, end of the staff. staff. I, I was just reading about it. It's, it. There's the wrong end of the stick. The the, the wrong end of the staff. And it, it's a medieval origin thing. So you, to be on the wrong end of the staff, the short end. I don't know. And and if you're if you're again, the, I would want to be on the short end because there's less stick to get hit with. <laughs> if somebody's waving you this much stick. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, 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 I want to be on the shorter end of my stick. But, okay. I want you on the wrong end of my stick. I understand what you're stick. saying. You're saying that if someone's holding a stick, right. uh, uh, then if, if the long end is pointing at you, then you're getting stabbed. Um, if, they're, if the short end is pointing at you, they're committing Harry Carey in front of you. Like, right. But that... But the, the expression means to get the, the shit end of a bargain right. or to get something wrong. Right, it's inverted in that, in your yeah. view there. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's why I, I would have been the first to die in the medieval times. You know what always hangs me up is the business end of things. Oh, I'm at the <laughs> business end of a revolver. Well, I can't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I gotta remember what you mean by that. I don't know. Are you holding the revolver well, or are you about sense. to get shot? Because the, the business is where the bullet comes out. But like, is that the business? Are you the customer of a revolver if you're getting shot? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you, did, you, you pay no money. You go cruising for but bruising. You are, you are stimulating the marketplace by being a dead person. I well, mean, yeah, the person's like, oh, I want more of those. You're in the market for getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's you're a buyer's market, market, baby. Yeah. Uh, I was watching Intervention and there was, just, there was a woman today. Here's the thing about Intervention. I watch it <laughs> I watch it relentlessly. Of course, there's the joke. I'm addicted to intervention. Ha ha. But, uh, I, I, but, but, but I also. But here's my confession about intervention, as I think I've confessed before. It's a truly a guilty pleasure. Beyond like, let's watch Gremlins 2 guilty pleasure. This is a truly a guilty pleasure because I watch Intervention with Cody, and we absolutely. We 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 pick and choose who deserves recovery, like like we, b- based on what they did to earn their addiction. 
So like if they, if you got molested, pass. Like you're you're done. Like you're fine. Like 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 I don't care how much of a prick you are to your parents at 35, and how much coke you you need to keep doing. If there's some story from your past where you went camping and someone was like, let me show you how to fish, and then they, was, they meant something else, and then like like, like like you can do as much coke as you want, and you can be like you can throw chairs at Jeff Van Vondren. I don't care. Like 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 you're 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 cool. I I root for you. I hope you recover. There was like there was this Indian uh, guy who's like like he was adopted by this like beautiful white Christian family. They looked like a they looked like a crazy like 80s Christmas card, this family. And they and also as a as an extension of their Christianity, they adopted this kid from India who was like two years old when he came over. So he probably only had like the vaguest unconscious memories of like 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 he they, they like he was found like in a pool of diarrhea or something you know like they were rescuing a, a human from a from a part of the earth where the parents weren't in surplus and um and but then he was like in his he grew up as part of this Christian family they finally they thought oh you know you're so you're so brown but we love you you know they were kind of like doing it wrong like they're like you look just like us to us and it was kind of like like it's just sort of war on him and then he's like ah, I don't know I kind of feel better when I do heroin and they're like yeah but Jesus would be even better than that heroin. And I guess like, so he had my permission to be all fucked up. But then Candy Finnegan comes in through the skylight. She's like, I was adopted. If you're adopted, Candy Finnegan will sort your shit out, man. Okay, sorry, anyways, just, there, there, was an intervention, uh, there was a woman, she's, it said, she's, addic- she's been addicted to crack for 30 years. I mean, mission accomplished. Was she, did, did she invent crack? <laughs> She must have smoked the first crack. And she's doing fine. Yeah. And she, she knows exactly how much to not do. <laughs> yeah. She's like Mr. Robot with the morphine. Uh, is that, is, is he Mr. Robot? Is it, uh, don't, wait, don't tell me. Uh, all right. Well, what uh, the, the pool of diarrhea? I'm just, I'm not being, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be like, uh, what, uh, like, what, what, I'm not saying like they adopted That's this so kid. so much diarrhea. Well, you saw Slumdog Millionaire, right? Like, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> there's a pool. There's a pool of diarrhea scene. In that. It just—it sounds like it costs money to make a pool of diarrhea. <laughs> like, that's not something that happens from lack of upkeep. That takes work and money. What else is in here? <laughs> what if you? What, what if you were the pool guy? That's the worst job. That's like. You're checking the levels. Yeah, oh, you're, it's diarrhea. Te- you're, you're picturing like a you're okay. picturing like a pool, why, why, like a why, swimming yeah, pool yeah, of diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah, no, why, no. why are you paying me to get leaves out of a pool of diarrhea? Uh, and why did it have to be Olympic sized? Like what? Uh, what? Uh, this is why the Olympics don't come here. Oh, are the Olympics yeah. coming to LA in 2020? Oh my or god, I'm yeah. so mad about that. I hate the Olympics, you guys, and fuck everybody, and fuck America. We should do the show on Saturdays. Uh, we got Feisty Spencer. We got a packed house. No, I just that's that's one of the few things I could talk about. I don't like the Olympics because the Olympics come to town and they. I don't like the IOC. They're bad people. They they come in the and they're like International Olympic Commission. Yeah, they're like give us all the money because because uh, we're the Olympics. They're like a, they're like a mafia. They just come around and they're like it would be a shame if the Olympics weren't allowed to happen in your city. <laughs> Maybe you build a couple of stadiums, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because every time the Olympics comes to town, when, it, when, it, when they went to London, when they went to uh, Rio, 
Um, the people all go broke. The traffic sucks. You're late for work. Your life is miserable. And a, a bunch of people that run contracting for like the soccer stadiums and for all the infrastructure, they all get rich, but it's all kickbacks. It's all their crony friends and stuff like that. And the IOC's suing all the while. They're just sending out lawsuits. Oh, you got the, the gold medal burger? Fuck you. Pay us money. You got the Olympic special because we're in the, your town and everyone Olympic is in your town? Pay us money because you can't use the rings. Like, you know, they're, they're bad people. Yeah. Ooh. They told, uh, and our guest tonight probably uh, maybe knows better about this, uh, they, they told people in London, they're like, um, yeah, the, the, commute, the commute times are going to be longer, so just get up early, go, go to work early. <laughs> like that, that, that was their solve for that. Was like, oh, don't complain about the travel time. Just work longer. Wasn't wasn't there a bus driver strike around then too? I don't know. Who cares? And, and, it, and it's all under the umbrella, obviously. Just as everything in Hollywood is kind of under the umbrella of like, like, oh, you're a PA and you don't like being awake for 16 hours and and changing my cat's. Uh, Box like what? You hate Marilyn Monroe or something? You know, it's like we get away with a lot of abuse in Hollywood because it's Hollywood uh, and everyone wants to be in it. So the Olympics gotta be like, oh, your city doesn't want the the single global. Uh, uh, I'm trying to riff the. You know, the Olympics are cool. That, uh, the Olympics represent international harmony. So you can't say I don't want the Olympics here. Right. But I wonder how it breaks down. Well, let's talk to a Londoner. This guy is also a, an amazing uh, stand-up um, that I, I just met uh, on Thursday, and then I, I kept running into him. I'm like, come on, come on the show, man. Uh, he's got this uh, documentary series that I, you can tell from, I can tell from the trailer is really good, but haven't actually seen it. It's on Viceland. Um, it's called Hate Thy Neighbor, but I, 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 you, can, you can absolutely tell it's awesome. Uh, please welcome Jamali Maddox. <laughs> Can, uh, can you uh, talk like a chimney sweep? No. Do you know, that, that's, that's the thing is like, p people think we uh, actually talk like that. Uh, do you know, it's, it, but me saying it right now, I think that I probably do sound like a chimney sweep. <laughs> <laughs> to us, you I'm, do. I'm, to I'm, us. Like, I'm like saying it like, we don't all talk like chimney sweeps. And they're both like, you sound like a chimney sweep, right? <laughs> you sound more like a chimney sweep than us doing our best impression of a chimney sweep. Right. But then, do you know, as well, is I know coming here, I didn't realize that people get surprised of this accent coming out of this face. Right. Like people expect like a guy riding a horse and I come along and go, hey, you know, I'm a you know, brown skinned dude. Right. <laughs> you, you think we expect you to be riding a horse with I, 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 I thought people expect me to be white, but, right, right, yeah, but yeah. they want to jump in yeah. race too quickly. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the whitest thing in the world would be just be coming down the street on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that's how white people are living nowadays, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's the Trump dream. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to be All back there, yeah. We'll get horses. A horse in every stable. <laughs> if you That's could... what's making America great. Let's go back to that day and time where everybody rode horses. That's what make America great means. If you could f just have enough technology to breed horses that ate coal, we would be very happy. <laughs> that would be our dream. Uh, okay. So you could have a, a literally a 10-horse-powered horse. <laughs> and then everyone could just, like, yeah, and there would just, there'd just, you'd just be waiting in shit outside. Like, the shit would, like, there would be, like, a holiday where all the poor people cleaned up up the shit and played frisbee with it <laughs> playing frisbee with the shit how to what extent uh, 
Two, wait, wait, why did that get a laugh? Did I ignore a question no, no, you, or did I? You, you just very nonchalantly glossed over. He said, why, a fri- why play Frisbee? Oh, no, you, said, you said why. Okay, that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's, I recognize that laugh as Dan ignored a question. Okay. <laughs> I said, why, 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 why Frisbee and wh- wh- as opposed to what? Like, because then, then, like, then a plastic Frisbee. I don't know why. Like, well, because, there's, because the, <laughs> this, <laughs> this isn't going to hold up to a lot of questioning, but uh, I was imagining that, like, like I guess I, I, my, I have, I have uh, ancestry from my... Uh, from from Oklahoma, and uh, there's like a lot of jokes about like um, uh, buffalo chips. I don't know, like there's a there's like 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 disc shaped like like manure, and I think there's like people that like throw it in contests. Uh, maybe oh, that was yeah. maybe that was in my iCloud, but I, I was just generally kind of like imagining like how would corporate America turn cleaning up shit into a sport or a fun activity. It's a great, it's a great activity next to your pool of diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> it's extreme shit. And then you... Yeah. Um, juice sponsoring it. But uh, how... Like, I, 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 I do... Let's, while, we're, while, we're, while we're on questions, because I'm a big, big fan of linguistics. Um, uh, the, um, so you're... I mean, yeah, to, to most of us that aren't that cosmopolitan, I think, I think maybe the, those of us that listen to NPR are like, at a level of American that has the sense that, uh, okay, John Oliver's accent is, uh, it's lower class in its origins than, like, say, the two other British people that I worked with on Community. Uh, <laughs> like, Tristram Shapiro was a director, and he, he, he sounded more like James Bond than, than John Oliver, and then John Oliver would tell you he's from some part of London or something like... Really? I, I, I mean... I, I, I kind of saw John Oliver as a posh dude voice. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think over here, people so you can tell the class difference in voices no we can't oh, you I mean, can't. Well, okay, we have, okay. you know what we have because we have uh, we were discussing this the other day American hegemony dictates that you're forced to know what an Alabama Walmart is and I don't know what a Worcestershire Wayne's Cotting is um, <laughs> to the point that, where I made it up that's where somebody poops in your chest <laughs> but, but, but you know we have like we, we would tend to maybe like there's you know people with southern accents like, like, like yeah. we like we have a whole culture thing here that's where you associate certain accents with stuff but in in why am I explaining? I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this. Like, and I, 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 I like know the least about it, but it's just like, but, but the UK is like this compressed area, and you go there, and even within the boundaries of London, it's a, it's so confusing to Americans, I think, because we our history is 200 years long and was defined by everyone going, I don't like this, I'm leaving. And like everyone just spread out. You have to go, you have to grow up million miles from someone to sound different from them in America. Uh, And and in in the UK, which predates cars and predates like the land of milk and honey, where you just fucking split when you don't like a vibe. Um, Like you walk one block from the Queen's English (laughs) with the epicenter of it and and as uh, I'm about to steal somebody's uh, stand-up, it was uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Overton. Rick Overton, yeah, had the joke about going to London and being like, "I'm a blot. You can see the palace from here. How does the bread go this bad, this close to the bakery?" Uh, because because people are talking uh, ugly. Mm. So where are you from? <laughs> are you? Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Please, please, please. No, no, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, see, that's that's British right there. Is like the way that I, I, I apologize to him and then yeah. he apologized back. I was like, but no, no, please. Right. Like, but yeah, no, I'm from, I'm from the east of London. 
So I'm from East London, so that's like working class right. area backdrop, yeah. So like, and and uh, when um, uh, God damn it, uh, fucking Borat, God damn it, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, when Sasha is doing Ali G, is he doing East uh, uh, London? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> do you okay? No, <laughs> that's not like that is a. That, oh, I'm trying to be so polite because I know it's been live stream. Are you talking that, about chavs? No, see, but the thing okay. is, like, that's, like, that's like this weird thing now where it's like, like they call them chavs. Chav is just a way to, to insult uh, working class culture because there, right. there was this big thing. I don't think Ali G did that. I think Ali G was satirizing people doing that. But it, there was this big influx where it was this new blackface. Uh-huh. People coming up to me going like, oh, what's going on, brother? What's going on, bloods? And it's this whole thing. Of like, and it's like I'd rather just call me the N word and get let me go on with my day. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just this this constant <laughs> right. thing of this justified bullshit, you know. And it's like, so uh, that that accent isn't uh, isn't no one's accent. No one actually. Oh well, okay, yeah. So he's he's so he's doing. Um, so, but but is that to say that he's doing a, a, a very cartoonish version of an accent that does exist that you can yeah, pinpoint? I guess, I mean, but, yeah, okay. Or right. it, but it's more of a cultural thing, like kind of a hip hoppy kind of. Like, yeah, it's it's the UK version. God, of the world. But, okay, that, yeah. but, but that but that particular accent, like no one is like that's so cartoony that no one actually speaks like that. Right, and it's actually borderline, maybe, I don't want to use the word offensive, but whatever. It's, no, I never found uh, it offensive. I didn't find it offensive because I, I saw what he was doing. I, I thought personally that he was taking the piss out of people that would do that. Right. But then at the same time, like people would mimic that to it. Well, that's a good segue to what you're currently doing for a living because it seems to me like the word offensive probably it ha- has a lot more uh, 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 callous around it for you because... You're right now drawing a paycheck, uh, going around talking to Nazis and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like your show is "Hate Thy Neighbor," which I, I haven't seen yet, but I can't wait to. But because but, you're you're just going in, are, are you? Because I don't, I can't tell from the trailer. Mm. Are you? Are you so like outside of the the whole like concentric const uh, the cosmology that you're like, yeah, race is uh, bullshit and. This guy is a white militant. This guy's a black militant. Uh-huh. I mean, what's the difference? Or are you like actually just going? These are weirdos. Let's poke them, or somewhere in between. Like, what's your kind yeah, of? Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Like, what? Like, because because uh, I do stand up in it as well, and uh, the stand up years worked as the through line, and a lot of people like, like we have to tell them what the show is. And they were like, oh, he's going to take the piss out of me. And I go, listen, I will only take the piss out of your ideas. I never take the piss out of you personally. I never say, and this fat dude or this skinny, like, I'm, right? You know, it weren't that. But um, you, like, you say that to the subjects yeah, when you yeah, show yeah, up yeah, on yeah, the... Yeah, 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 100%. Like, I'm honest, and I say to them, like, I don't agree with anything you say. Well, everything you believe in, I do not believe in. I think you're, you have mental illness. <laughs> I think what you believe is crazy shit. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm willing to hear you out. But then if there's something that comes up that I don't believe in, I'm going to say it. And yeah. so when it cuts to you doing stand-up in the show, how, I mean, are you, aren't you talking about going and doing these interviews? And how are you not... How are you not taking the piss out of the Well, I'm taking the people. piss out of their ideas. I think if their ideas are being willing to put up, then they're being willing to take the piss out of. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, yeah. I, feel, I feel like that's okay. I mean, Perth, I don't think like those are people with no teeth. I'm not going to say you no teeth. Have really? So, yeah. So, that's really... I think that's like, you know, that's like my thing where I didn't want to do that because that's easy. That's, where, a, that's a line that, that, that we're becoming conscious of now that's like, it's not, it's, it's like newly forming in the sand for us, mm. especially with comedy because it's like, if you're a big fat dude and you're racist and I mean it's like really like mm. 
it makes perfect sense to us uh, that that turnabout is fair play and we should just talk about how fat you are. And we're kind of like trying to find the lines there. Like we've just now figured out that you can't just talk about how disgustingly ugly Kellyanne Conway is. Like you have to focus on the disgusting ugliness of her ideas. Because I'm I'm standing and I sit here and I say that I have all this morality. There was, there's one time where I did uh, do that and took the piss out of them personally. It's because they insulted me so much. Because they basically, like, t- basically what it is, I went to this uh, Ku Klux Klan bar in Georgia. You know, I should do. And, uh, <laughs> so I went to this bar, and uh, surprise, surprise, I weren't allowed in. Um, I think it's because I wear glasses, I don't know. So they let me in. And then the guy comes out, and he's, uh, and he's like, saying, like, look, man, you can't come in, because um, uh, we spoke to the other Nazis, and uh, we had a meeting, and they said, if you come in, that we can't guarantee your safety, right? And, uh, and the best bit was, I was with my all-white camera crew, and they said, you, the camera crew can go in, but you can't go in, right? And I was like, that's fucked up. So my, my camera crew went in, but uh, little did they know that all of my camera crew were Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> they were all Jews. Uh, <laughs> so they went in, and they're filming it, and uh, the owner of the bar comes across the road, and, uh, and he says, uh, and, he's, and he's like, why are you standing there with binoculars? <laughs> and, and, then, and I said like oh they said I can't come inside and then he goes uh, you can come inside now and I said no I won't go inside because uh, at that point I was like if I'm not good enough then I ain't good enough now what changed their tune after time passed because it wasn't the owner it's like the owner of the Ku Klux Klan bar this is the best bit is I was telling him about all the racism I heard and at one point he went what in my Klan bar like he was right. surprised <laughs> Oh hell no! Oh here, sir, no. And he was like, and then at one point he goes, "You should come inside. We've got good chicken wings." I swear to God. And I was like, and I was pretty lordy. No, he, he didn't say that. I swear to God, that's uh, not bullshit. And you're like, listen I, to my voice. Yeah. Do I like though? You said I, I want no curry. Yeah. I like that you said he didn't say that, but he owns a clan bar, so stereotypes isn't really a, a line he won't cross. I know, no, it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like <laughs> just putting such a fine point on it. Like it's like yeah. it's, it's really committing to being this yeah, right? typical. It brings up an interesting point and also a scary area, though, because I think a lot of us are more comfortable with the idea that that's what Nazis are. The behavior you just described, that they're like sims, that when they see a person of color, they go, nope, 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 because because that sort of assures their destruction. It's like it's like looking at MP3s and being like, no, thank you. As a record industry, you're just like, okay, see ya. That's that's the that's 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 the hard part. Is because uh, on that same episode, so I had all that happen. Got you know, I got my life threatened, like someone threatened to lynch me and stuff like that. And uh, so people were gossiping. <laughs> um, so people were saying to lynch me. And then I went to this other guy's house named Dan, and uh, and uh, Dan Burnside. And I spent time with him and his family. And his wife hated me, but he was we we built up this weird relationship where he had these fucked up views. Right. that we were totally different on. But then he was like, uh, actually not a bad guy. It's just he had these right. messed up views. And, I feel and like that's where the weirdness came into it. Because like I'm trying to you know, uh, 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 do this documentary with this guy where people like, he's a likable guy, but he just has these horrible, abhorrent views. And it's that weird thing of, you know, and that's the uh, thing that scares us, lie, isn't know? it? I mean, we, yeah. we, we keep on... We had a guy that did a documentary. We, we, we didn't have the subject of it, and I can't remember his name, and I should, but uh, the subject of the documentary is this guy that in America for decades 
that's been his thing is that he counsels probably maybe with people you've sat down with um, uh, that that he 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 sits with them. He's a black guy and he and he talks to yeah, 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 yeah. and he and he collects their old uh, hood Carol's uniforms stuff, and all this yeah. stuff. And he has a big collection of. Them. You saw that documentary? Yeah, no, I didn't see the documentary, but I heard about it. But yeah, you should. Well, you gotta he, watch. He, it's fucking he, crazy. He done people where I did with as well. Right. right. So he done that, like, that name almost sounds familiar. That Burnside yeah. guy. Because yeah, I remember Burnside. that going like that seems like a name that Rob Schramm yeah. would name something in a comic book. Isn't that the scarier thing? Or I'll speak for myself. That is the scarier thing. It's that it's these it's these Twitter conversations. It's the idea that that oh they they're not just like Keystone cops that live in basements and shine their jackboots under posters of Hitler that they only cover up if their Jewish meter reader comes over. Mm. Like they're 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 out. Yeah. Among us, and they're they're c- comfortable enough buying Fruit Loops in a grocery store full of people of different races, but th- it does that doesn't make them jump up on a box and say, "I can't be in this room. There's too many black people," yeah. um, because but, that would be easy to handle. And, and what's what's yeah. scary is that they're just like ha 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 and joking around with us and influencing elections and like that. Now that's I mean, I mean, I wonder if what's scary about that is that it's like it forces us to do battle with ourselves yeah. because all of a sudden there's not just a cobra action figure that you can throw down and say GI Joe won. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 the sort of it, because uh, being with like the Nazis and the Klan and all of that, right? The dudes that wear the robe and wear the swastika t-shirt and walk around and go, mew, 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 mew. like those guys. Sorry, that's sorry. what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> like, I'm an expert in the Nazis. Mew, 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 mew. That's some secret you, you 88 said- language there for you, Pete. But anyway, so it's- dear Harmontown, <laughs> I have never been more offended. <laughs> As I sit here in my compound sharpening my bayonet. I regret that America has fallen to bigotry. Your guest, Jamali Maddox, did an impression of a Nazi. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. No, no, no. But it's like, yeah, so it's like those dudes, uh, uh, funny enough, aren't the scary ones because you know what they are. And and, and to be completely honest with you, man, that's what's making it, that's what's kind of weird about film because I I was, when making the film, I didn't want to be like, oh my God, worry about these eight guys. Right. You know I mean, because it's just eight guys yeah. in a, it doing burning a swastika badly, right? But it's the it is the guys who then dawn suits yeah. that you got to worry about. You it's, know the guy, it's the guys that have that have decided that's a marketplace, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and who maybe half believe those guys and half don't, and yeah. who at any rate are like, I like votes because you can't you can't. It, the thing is like. Uh, um, it's the thing of like this whole idea of a white utopia where you're going to walk around and only see other white people and go, oh, good white day. It doesn't exist. <laughs> good white day. Because yeah, 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 yeah. like, the guy, the leader of that group lived in Detroit. How, how can you live in Detroit and not once interact with anyone from any other race? You can't. It's literally important. You would not eat. Well, what you see in that documentary, when <laughs> you, you watch it, you wouldn't do nothing. When you watch that documentary, there's two things you might you might notice. One is that all of these guys get tired. Like, like yeah. I think racism and misogyny both kind of like you don't become a good person, but you can get bored 
uh, with hatred. Like you, you, especially if you are uh, well healed, like mm -hmm. prosperity and age, even independent of each other, but especially combined, there's nothing, there's nothing more harmless than an old, uh, rich, uh, former monster. Like they're just like, did it, nailed it, bye. <laughs> um, I'm gonna eat some Cheetos and play some video games. And it's like, they might not have atoned with anything in themselves when the most active parts of their lives were the, you know, the most important. And so you see a lot of that and you also see young people of color asking the question of this older activist who by, you know, is so admirable in his, in his, in his willingness to go into the mouth of a lion like that. But then they're saying like, so you made 50 old ex-racist friends? And we're out here in the streets inhaling tear gas mm. with cops that say they're not racist and all this stuff. So it's like, that's why you got to watch it because it's just fucking amazing. It's one of those things where there's no heroes or villains. You just walk away yeah. bummed and confused and like freaking out. <laughs> and then you go back to England and you're like, fuck them. Um, but I done the episode in England. It was the same shit over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wait, wait, well, you know, no, it's why it might be worse. I don't know. I guess that's the other place that we can go. So I wanted to talk to you yeah, about that. But, uh, can, I but, you, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, uh, cool. When you do the show, don't, without revealing too much about what the secret, the magic trick of making that show great, you know, like in the production side of it. But uh -huh. how much, like, did that bar know you were coming, or did you guys just roll up on that on that KKK bar? Well, in this, Georgia? Was, this was the, this was the issue is that uh, so my uh, producers had to go to the bar the night before because uh, they were planning this swastika lighting. Because what it was, it was all these different white power groups coming together to form a super white power group. And they, they were all coming together. Racist and, Voltron? Yeah, yeah, racist Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> Just go together. It's like, the Holocaust never happened, right? As I say, we, we aren't the world. Yes, yeah. we, guys, we can't all be the right arm. We can't yeah. all be the right arm. <laughs> Somebody like, has to be a lake. That's funny as shit. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, so it was, all, it was all that. And then, so then they, so they had to go over there because our, our link... Uh, was the leader of the uh, uh, National Socialist Movement. And he said we could. And then when we got there, they were like, so he was like, hey, I got this documentary film crew. Okay, okay. And the presenter's a uh, 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 brown skin dude. Yeah, he ain't coming in here. Right? So then my producer had to go. And my producer was there for like hours trying to convince him to let me in. But the one guy was, knew that you were coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He knew I was coming. And uh, then he got outnumbered in votes. They had that some vote. And uh, so then they were like, he can't come inside or he can't come. So I came anyway. With uh, with right. a deck chair and beers, like okay. so, so I knew they wouldn't let me in. So I was watching the swastika lighting from the side of the road, and uh, and then the guy came in because uh, the owner wanted us to move the cars into the lot bit, and so uh, the guy came in. So then they knew Wait, I was so there. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a thousand Nazis doing a doing a parade, and you're a lone black dude with binoculars across the street. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like, yeah. like that seems a little risky. <laughs> That's yeah, fucking man. hilarious. Yeah, man. No, I've done some dumb shit. But like, uh... <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff B. Davis from Harmontown, sitting here with uh, Spencer Crittenden. Hey, guys. We're here to talk to you about rhetoric coffee. Are you guys coffee drinkers? Are you junkies? Do you get up in the morning and you're, you're just no good until you have that cup of coffee? Or do you just like to sweat a lot and get the shits? Yeah. No, that second one is definitely me. I like to sweat a lot and get the shits. Does that apply to this ad at all? <laughs> Uh, strangely, yes. We're talking about Rhetoric Coffee. Rhetoric Coffee doesn't just give you unwanted diarrhea. It's the best subscription service coffee you'll ever taste in your life. Rhetoric commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive has a special life and is a unique organic work of art. I, we got this flat, like bag right here. They, they, they gave us bags of coffee. I'm like... This is me crinkling a bag of rhetoric coffee. Look, I'm opening it right now. Oh my god, it smells like heaven. It's it smells like 
It smells like being like a like a like a angsty teen. He's Spencer is actually eating full coffee beans right now. Those are good. <laughs> Dear God, Those are great. Oh, somebody call the police! Not only are they fun to chew on, you could probably make coffee out of them, and you get to feel good about drinking that coffee because it's what I call ethical coffee. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists that put the art on the bag with the coffee in it that Spencer is now currently chewing. Oh, yeah. Everyone wins. <laughs> You're a fucking monster. <laughs> their relationship with their artists allows the artists to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everyone wins. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking what they are selling. They're getting high on their own supply. You know, they say not to do that, but it's also, I guess, a mark of quality in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a drug dealer that doesn't get high on his own supply. That makes me feel like he doesn't believe in the product. It might not be good business sense, but it's definitely, you know, a good product. Yeah. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com and sign up now and use the promo code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, for a 30% off discount. <laughs> go to FERAL. F-E-R-A-L, for 30% off. Your first roast. You, ne you never forget your first roast, Spencer. I, I never will. The first roast is the deepest. That's R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C coffee.com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Coffee so good, you can chew it. Get a bunch of uh, wild uh, chicken spencer queuing just to have. As, 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 like, yeah, I done mad. I done. I, you know, I look back because like people ask me like uh, one of the main questions I get asked is, "Was you scared?" And it's like not at the time. Only when I get back to the hotel because I done dumb shit. Like I'm, I, I went to this white power music festival in Ukraine, and we didn't have security. Ooh. Like, no security. Yeah. Like, and I remember they, the advice asked me, do I want security? And I was like, nah, man, I know karate. And I don't know karate. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to sound confident at the, at the time. And uh, we, yeah, we just got, and then people like threatened, you know, it's like a mad, you know, it's a mad thing that like, I did. I, I wouldn't, I don't, yeah. What, what is it propelling you then if fear isn't stopping you? What is propelling you? Is it. I don't, is I, it... I, I don't, I. I... I, and what is it? Like, and, uh, by the time I realized what I was doing, I already signed the contract. <laughs> to nah. do the show? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I got to do the show, yeah, right? I, I, that I, would make me, if I, if I yeah. like accidentally sold myself as some kind of like social evil Knievel, <laughs> I would commit to it. I mean, if I, like, like, because I'd be like, fuck, I, the, the only thing worse than eating this tarantula egg is looking like a dipshit. Like, this is like, I, I, I want to keep it funny, so I'm sorry, it's going to take a dip here. Uh, they're used to dips okay. on this show. I appreciate it. But what, what, um, what kind of drove me with the, the show? The show is hosted by a dip. Okay, fair enough. It's like I'd done like the first episode and it was kind of light and then the second episode got really heavy. And all I remember is that like the reason I carried on like and was willing to do crazy shit and dumb shit was like I went to this like, refugee camp and it was like the most depressive thing I ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? It was like sadness. Like I can't... I, you know, I've never seen like sad, sadder shit in my life, and uh, and it's like one of them, it's, it's something that's so sad. No matter what spectrum on the political debate you are, if you're right wing or left wing, that you can't uh, uh, negate how sad that thing is. You know, and that kind of uh, and for people to sort of not even just say, look, we don't want them here for economic reasons, and you know, 
and those reasons, which, you know, which is debatable, you know, you can have those debates, but it's the people saying, fuck them, they're dirty, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, they're dirty, and I couldn't, I, cu- I couldn't not then go and, and try and understand why the fuck they think like that. Right. You know but saying? who are you no. talking to that feels like that? It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's you all know, people it, that are only reading about it on Facebook, right? Nobody that's ever come no, close course, to. No, of course. I mean, yeah, there's, that, there's that as well. But, you know, it's, it's like, it's like if, I know being there is way more uh, 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 um, uh, heartfelt and, and, you know, visually crazy and you're there and you, you feel it. But even like watching that shit on YouTube, I, I can't look at that and then be like, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? No, no. My, my therapist you know? has, has alerted me to the fact that it, you're, the, the cells in your body, including the cells that react to light and symbolism and things like, mm. your body doesn't have a gland that filters for Facebook and YouTube yeah. or film and TV. Your body, if it sees what is unmistakably a man who's been shot by a police officer and the gun is trembling in the cop's hand while his wife uh, behind the camera is taping and his kids in the back seat and the blood seeps through his clothing and you try to go to work that day and you just get your world's greatest grandpa coffee mug and like, uh, like, like, like you, we act like that's different, way more different than I saw a guy get shot today and watched yeah. him die. Like, like we, we, there may be some little difference because it was on Facebook and you could close the laptop, yeah, yeah. but you, your body experienced trauma. Mm. And we, we anyways, whatever. I, 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 I explain things. Um, the, um, but, but, but um, the, the, when, when you, went, you went to a refugee camp, what I'm curious about is, because I went I, to two, yeah, I went to two. I, I feel like we, we keep hearing about this refugee crisis. Now, mm. the crisis is that a bunch of people need to get the fuck out of somewhere mm. where they're going to die, right? And then you see transcripts of Trump talking to the Australian PM, and he's like, he's like, it's it's twelve hundred people mm. that Obama made a deal with to take in, and like, 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 there's there's people all over the place that need to get the hell out of Dodge, mm. and uh, like. I'm not, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. What I'm trying to wrap my mind around is, it, it's it's sort of like this the thing we have in America where we have this like pedophile thing where there's a chart of like how much we think about pedophilia and mm. it doesn't correlate to a chart of pedophilia. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering about this refugee thing, like how big is the problem? And the other thing I'm wondering is when you go to the site where you are face to face with a refugee. Is there anyone in that area that is either that that that, that isn't a uh, paid to toe the line of like keeping them mm, miserable? That, yeah, yeah. Like like that person just has to that that's their job. Mm. If you ask that person, they have to tell you this is my job. Mm. Is there anybody? There's nobody around there that's going. Yeah, keep them out. Uh, I mean, do you know. Like, uh, sure. This is it's that kind of show. Oh yeah, no, sweet. I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> you know, well, well, well. First of all, are you going to attack me? to me you're like, I will, I worked in special first operations. First, it sounded like you said Matthew McConaughey, but that you're, my name you're... is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> hey, what's up, bro? Wait, it's not. That's not your real name. You, wait, your your name is close to that, but it's not. My it's, name is Matthew McConaughey. Uh, McConnelly. McConnelly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, Without revealing anything that's going to get me arrested, uh, I used to serve in special operations from 2001 to 2007. Can you t- explain what special operations is? I was a ranger in Third uh, Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. Can you explain what that is? 
Imagine that we've most of us have just come right. from playing he, he with was, Legos for thirty years. He was, he, he, was, he was in a super elite branch of the army. Okay, like like the, the highly trained, like the navies have the seals. I mean, I can I can sugarcoat it. I was really good at killing people. <laughs> the, the, the Rangers are like the Navy SEALs of really, the Army. Well, uh, okay. okay. That's, that's offensive. That's offensive. Let's save now that for another podcast. You. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. You, you, you said it best. Your, your, your point is you, you've had elite access right. to... Uh, no, not even that. Actually, before that, I was in the, the big army. It's just like the, the guys that join out of high school, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to play saxophone in the army band. Oh, wait, I'm in the infantry. Here we go. I, f- I feel like this might break into a, like a, a thing about, I know the truth about the Illuminati, man. So I went to a, a Turkish refugee camp in Iraq uh, in 2000. When did we invade Iraq? Yeah, it's been a long time for me. It's been rough. Um, I mean, we've I never mean, I, stopped invading Iraq. I think. I know. Yeah. When did that stop? It's sort of like visiting your parents. Uh, I know, yeah. We just do it when we need laundry done. I, I have so many friends who are still there. It's like, okay, good. But yeah, I went there during the initial invasion, and then about like seven months in, uh, we went to. I hope I'm not going to get killed for this. Uh, we went to the Turkish. There's a te- Turkish refugee camp in Iraq, and those people were so scared. And really, at at the end of the day, what it comes down to is people are afraid. Like those people, they had they had a small armament there, like weapons that we didn't even have. Like fifty cal. They had at least three Maduses there, fifty caliber machine guns. Um, they had they had machine guns left over from World War II that I, which, you know. If I could have saved them, I could be rich right now, but I didn't because uh, I was young and dumb. Uh, anyways, it was really interesting to to talk to these people. I bought an owl off of one of them for forty bucks. It was what, pretty cool. But, what, was your was your job to uh, keep people from getting somewhere? No, my job was to show up every day, uh, not die, and. Uh, not kill anybody, I guess. But sometimes, you know, that's my it job. Happens. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we were just we we're talking about re- refugee, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, ta- we're, we're talking about refugee, like... <laughs> refugee the, camps, the, right. The, the fact that we're, like... Right, I mean... Yeah. We're having these moral quandaries about whether we let in refugees, whether we judge them, police well, I mean, them, shut them out, and what I was How many refugee camps was, are there in... Uh, where you live, that's up in the hills? What is that? That's, uh... uh I drive up there all the time. What is that? That's, uh... No, Los Feliz, yeah. How many refugee camps are there up there? There's none. I, I think there's like, a, there's, like, a monastery that I'm a little suspicious of, but... <laughs> I think they mainly do aromatherapy. Here's, here's Katy Perry bought that, you know. She did. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Here, here's my input on that is that... Uh, so I've been to refugee camps. I bought an owl off of a kid that was probably something, like, you know, five foot nothing. Uh, Forty bucks. The and owl he tried or the to... kid? Was it, was it a five foot owl or was it... His kid? name was Harry Potter. The, the, all right, continue. Anyways... No, no, uh, and he was, tried to, and he tried to charge me five hundred dollars next to So far, this sounds like a pretty cool refugee camp. Yeah, but it, was, it was pretty cool. You, you could you could buy guns Anyways, as an owl. Yeah, oh yeah, they had a ton of weapons. But the but at the end of the day, the what it was is they were scared. Mm-hmm. Like they had no idea what was going on, and we had just invaded their country, which they already it wasn't even their country. Like they were they were guests in the country that was hosting them, that we, they escaped from another country, and they, this other country that we had largely uh, reputed as being, uh, well, it was led by a tyrant, but uh, they were scared. It's, it's, it's fear. At the end of the day, fear drives all human emotion. It drives all human activity. Like, it's, and, and at the end of the day, it, like, you, can, you can 
you can talk shit about every human being that you want to, but fear is like what drives us. It's, it's so overpowering. We're not better than fear. We're not better than what created us. I'm still trying to place you on a map of ideology, though, because I felt like we were just talking about like something that didn't even really happen. Oh, yeah, no, I'm crazy, yeah. I went to the but, DNC. I went to the uh, Democratic National Convention, right. and I was a Berniecrat, and I got chewed out by a bunch of people that hated me. But you... <laughs> but but you, I also but, used to kill you, people for a living, you, and I was really good at it. You presented yourself as if you had a kind of counterpoint. Like, we, we, we were talking about how refugee camps are I'm a bad place to be, camp. and you're yeah, like, I'll, I'll well, like, I've got a thing or two about that. No, and I'm you're not. like, you gotta remember, they're shitty places, and everyone's scared, and I no. bought an owl. And I don't... And That's fair. And... It, and he said if he could do one thing different, he would have bought more weapons from them because he would be rich. That's true. <laughs> How many weapons have you bought from refugee camps? You did, that's life? the second time you've done that, that thing. Like, are you high-roading <laughs> me about refugee camps? Like, what, uh, how many have I done this? Just how the many one. Yep. Damn, right. what you're not embracing is the, that's fair. Is the profit of uh, possibilities of going <laughs> yep. to a refugee camp. But what, what, I was providing my input as to actual refugee camps in a war zone. Right. Like the real world. That we don't live in currently. They're bad places. Their refugee camps are bad places. Let's right. hear for well, are they? Let's hear for Matthew McConnelly, right. everybody. Right. Matthew McConnelly, thank you, sir. Right. Special well, ops. Thank you, Dan. Let me say one point. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Fuck that guy. That guy. That guy kind of scared me a bit. But <laughs> a little bit. But like, you see, like I went to two. I went one in Sweden, and I went one. In, I went to the Cannes one. Not the Cannes one. That's the film festival. I went to the one in Calais. I went to the refugee camp in Calais. I went to the one in uh, Sweden. Was uh, you know, there was a lot more sort of hope there, and there's a lot more you know, uh, uh, pe- people sort of saw the end of the tunnel in terms of you know. Well, yeah, because Swedish refugees. Yeah. I mean, what are they fleeing? Massage? Yeah. <laughs> no, these are this is a refugee camp. I mean, these are entitled yeah. people. I gotta get out of Sweden. Yes. This chocolate is too yes. creamy. <laughs> I gotta I, I gotta build my own furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Are these, are these Syrian refugees? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, this is from people from all over. But then the one, but what I will say is that so there is, you know, there, I did see a difference, you know, the one, and I went to the the one in Calais the day it burnt down, and that was the fucked up one. That's the one that kind of changed my life a bit watching that. Uh, why did it? Why did the camp burn down? Uh, but because well, there was two. There's two uh, uh, counter stories that I heard that day. Number one is uh, because basically it was the day that they were kicking everyone out to bulldoze it over, and uh, one of the accounts was that the refugees were burning down their homes. And the account number two was um, that there was sort of uh, 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 nationalists, uh, firing nationalists burning down their homes. And so there was two counteracted. But like I, saw my, like I saw one guy who my camera guy knew, uh, who was, um, so my camera guy's walking and he, just, and he sees this guy and he just hugs him. And this guy just looked like he hasn't like fucking slept for like a year. And he's just covered in soot. Hasn't what for a year? Slept, slept. Slept for a year and he's covered in dust and dirt. And he was saying how, like, where all these fires? He's, he's just like a volunteer fire guy. And he's going and fighting these fires that are, being, that are getting kicked off. Because it's all that like, generators and stuff. So it's like stuff's catching the light and that. So, you know. Yeah. yeah I don't understand brave people. And that includes Matthew McConnelly and, and, yeah, and right? you and some journalists we've had up here. Like, I, I, my hat's off to anybody that, 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 that serves and that, like, yeah, uh, um, and that is fleeing. There was a quote I saw that is, on that Twitter. Is black and goes to a KKK bar in Georgia. <laughs> That's fucking. That's not brave. That's just nuts. Those guys yeah, are. It's dumb. Like, yeah. There's no bravery. I think bravery is kind of like like 
you know, all I did was just make a mediocre hour show. <laughs> there wasn't like, oh, bravery. Yeah. You know, uh, I was cutting this line, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you've been you, you've been doing stand up, and I've seen it, and it's like you're 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 very good. Like you've been doing it for like four years, and like, uh, but it, 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 that's not your roots, right? Or is it? Like, what yeah, was your like? I'm, I'm, I'm like before I done this the, the documentary. I was just stand up. I mean, I, I tried to I tried to act, and I was I was awful, man. And uh, I, I probably did the I probably delivered the lines like "Give me your money now," like I was that guy. <laughs> I, now it was fucking horrible. And then, uh, but yeah, I was I'd stand up, man. So I done my first show at sixteen, and I got booed off stage. Uh, and then I, I didn't do it again till I was like eighteen. And then I, was, I carried Wait, you must then. be quite young now. Then I'm twenty six now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. you're very young. Twenty-two year olds don't think so. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a weird thing. It's like the oldest I've been. Yeah, exactly. So I can't, I can't look at it in terms of like, 20, oh, I'm really, I'm just the oldest. This is, this is the furthest I've lived. I remember twenty-seven is the worst because you're too old to complain, but you're too uh, young to complain about that. How, how uh, and so at 27, you just spend a year as the object of judgment of everyone older and younger than you. They're like, fuck you, old slash young man. <laughs> I, li I, li I like that you sort of ruined my next birthday. <laughs> yeah. But I will you tell see you your this. next birthday, that whole year is going to be terrible. But um, 27, I think, is the best, like short of 29, but 27, I think, is a little better because it's syllabically more complicated. I, I find syllabically complicated, odd-numbered birthdays are fucking fantastic for when you want to say, I'm blank years old, I don't have to put up with this shit. Uh, Whether it's helping someone move, driving to the airport, or uh, buying a Honda, like, I, like, like whatever, you, you can just randomly apply it. Like, yeah, if, somebody, yeah. if somebody's like, well, do you want the, uh, maybe you should get this car, and you're like, I'm 27 years old, I don't need that fucking car. Yeah. And they're like, wow, that sounds it's like a, it's, he, a, it's true. It's a great putting your foot down, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm constantly saying now I'm 44 years old, it just it doesn't sound legit. Like, they're like, so? Yeah, you man? still got to do yeah, like, 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 me talk to, the to us when you're airport. 47. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sound like, I'm 47 years old. We're having a clown on the show. <laughs> and people would be like, no, Dan is yeah, he's close to death. Um, he speaks with that power. Spencer, how old are you? I'm 28. No, 28. Eight. 28. See, 27 is a birthday you don't even want to admit. <laughs> So he like, took a you year just want to put leaves on it and run away. He took, he took, he took a year less life. <laughs> to say, like, I'm 28, I'll take a year less. I think less. we'd all skip 27 if we could, <laughs> for some reason. But there's that one thing you can just say at Hot Topic. I'm 27 years old. Yes, get out the XLs. Hey, Jamali, uh, how many of the episodes? You said you did six already. You got ten more coming up, you said? Oh, yeah. That was the first one to say that, but fuck, I could say uh, Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I might be doing more, I think. Oh, are we allowed to talk about I that? Don't, I don't know, man. There was one thing you were telling I don't, I don't, me. I don't read the contract, but I'm sure they'll sue me if I fuck it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you talk? Like, I don't read what, that. What if, like, yeah. what if I just got your show canceled? Yeah. That'd be amazing. Or, right. there, there was a guy you were telling me about that, that today, or when we first met. Yeah. You told me about the, the fish guy, but, but. Oh, yeah, no, that's the day. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, you'll have to wait for the fish guy. Um, and you won't know he's the fish guy because the fish had nothing to do with it. Um, but, well, so just as an ambassador of the UK, like what? So since November, yeah. but also it's like it, it was like Brexit was happening, and then November was happening in the states. The elections were happening around the same time, but there was like 
Trump was tweeting, they're going to call me Mr. Brexit because I think, I think his point was, uh, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like talking about a dolphin. I think what, he's, what he was saying um, was like, like, everyone keeps assuming that uh, nationalism doesn't have a foothold, but pretty soon they're going to say, I'm also a nationalist, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. I'm curious, like, on the world stage now, it, it, it was easy three years ago to say, you didn't even have to ask a Canadian or, a, or, a, or an England, uh, Englander, Englandish person, um, or, a, or, a, or any of these other yahoos. Um, you never had to say, like, what do you think about America? Because you knew the answer would be like, an America, Puh, and you'd be like, you're jealous. Um, <laughs> now, it's actually the irony of nationalism, it seems to me, is that it's like we're all experimenting on a global scale. This is happening all over the world. All the countries are becoming more childish, more mm. secure, more, yeah. more isolated, which actually makes the conversations like, what do you think about America more interesting and like less predictable? Because it's yeah, like, yeah. like it's, what, what has been happening over there? Like, how do you guys, we're over here like kind of are going like- You ask like, me how do, how do we process America now in England? Yeah, like what's, I mean, obviously that answer is that you can't make a statement for all of England, no, but no, no, the no. circles you run in are like the, I don't know, like what's the... Well, what's we, I mean, I mean uh, well, we, we've kind of had the rise of, of sort of like really more harder right politics in England. And I think it's sort of been, and I think it's the same as, and I think some people I speak to kind of understand that like a large uh, push of the, the, the more right wing ideas is because of the, the large push of the other left wing ideas. You know, and uh, and I think when when both of those ideas uh, get bigger, it, they sort of react on the others, and everyone's left in the center. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, other like you know, I'm not far left wing, but I'm not far right wing. You know, it's, there's people in the middle, and it's, and that, that debate's never spoken about. And it's like we've always kind of had this idea that you you people were crazy. Like we always have, like your cokes are too big, your food's too, everything's just too big. Like we just, we just think you're mental and you're selfish. You were like the Las Vegas of the yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, like we like, think you you're crazy. Everything's legal over yeah, there. It's crazy. better to have a TV show there. And we, you know, now we think, you know, it's, so it's like, you know, I wasn't mad shocked when Trump got in power. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I, you know, me personally, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Because I think what Trump does, because I kind of felt it in England of there's this sort of like... Um, oh boy, it's, it's, it's that time when Spencer's car gets broken yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I that, could go take care of that. <laughs> that's actually his thing. He just that it really is his car. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I, I, thought thought he, he I, I thought he was just using that as a, as a cheap opportunity to go get high. Yeah, yeah, right. That could, I mean, Spencer would have like an egg timer. Yeah, that his car, he yeah. tells his car, call me out to get high at <laughs> 10 minutes before. Yeah. The, weed, the weed is way too strong here. The weed is strong oh, here? The weed is ridiculous here. Oh, because you guys are like... It blew my mind. Yeah. I, I, no, don't cheer it. It's disgusting. I hate it. Nah, man. Nah, that, that, that weed's too much, man. It's just like, you, just can't, it's not, you can't enjoy it. It's just fucking... Like, yeah. I'm saying, like, well, I, I, agree, I agree with that, but I'm from the country of 44. Like, yeah, like, 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 I, but I, it's... It, yeah, I... I, 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 be, we, I, I fuck, Harmon. Get your shit together. <laughs> Um, there, there are people from the Rangers here tonight. Um, fucking have some fucking integrity. Um, I, I got a, I got a tin of mints that were like, like, I, it's like, they're like, it's like, there's this gourmet kind of like, that's the nice thing about legalization is like now there's like, 
this guy gave me he's he's shooting some stuff with Starburns and it's about drugs and so some people some companies gave him some stuff and I got like this gourmet like 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 gilded like. 80s dark chocolate kind of like wrapping and like there's a there's mints in there like you suck on one and you get just barely high like for two hours and it's anyways that wasn't worth commenting (laughs) there is a there's a little i mean i think that the kids these days of which you are one but you've you've invaded uh american soil but i think the kids your age here they're like they're, like the, they're fucking desensitized or something. I, like they're smoking I, some monster ganj, brah. <laughs> I just, I just don't think we should be grown by dudes in lab coats. Like I don't want to smoke that. That's, that's too much. I mean, I feel it's, it should be and... legally okay for that stuff to happen, no, but no, it should happen yeah, like it should it. happen while Richard Attenborough is watching and like, like, yeah, it should ha- There should be a different thing. Like, I, 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 I mean, I, weed got you high. That's how we found it. You know, like yeah. it, it didn't need to be like crossbred to the saying, point. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying we should make it legal, but I'm just saying it for my, for my personal taste is too much. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm saying the same thing, and I'm oh, saying, cool. I hey, thought we're having a debate on legalization. We're about we're on the same side, bro. I'm saying once it's once it's so legal that it's all good everywhere. I'm saying there will be the emergence of these things that I am old enough to find, which is like casual. It's old dude hmm, weed. Perhaps me eating you out should be a little more psychedelic. <laughs> you know, like just kind of like uh, forensics files uh, amount of weed. You know, like like like. Yes, that yeah. plus a pair of bifocals should make tonight quite an event. I went into a... Jamali, I, I travel with a comedy group, uh, and uh, uh, Greg Proops is a comic. I don't know if you're aware of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and uh, Greg, Greg, Greg smokes the strongest weed on the planet Earth. As he, as he says, he, he, like, where do, you, where do you get that? He goes, from Dagobah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, once, I it, like, Edinburgh, if yeah. I give his weed a stern look, I'm fucking dead. Like it's it's. it's <laughs> but we walked into a we were up in uh, uh, upstate Washington where the weed is very that was like it's totally freely recreationally available, and we walked in there and it's all the it's like 10 a.m. and these four like stoner dudes that are working there, who all clearly know the show that we're on and they just, they just they're all really high in the morning like oh. <laughs> So Greg is like buying like the, the funkiest, hardest ass. He's like, I'll take one of those, five of these, a, a double whammy, a triple walnut. Like he knows all the all the. All the <laughs> <laughs> you know the whammy and the walnuts, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that right up in the ice cream place. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, I had to talk to the guy. I'm like, what's the weakest shit? Yeah. And and and, and, and like, like, what's the sissiest, the like the, just the worst. Like what like what wouldn't you smoke? And Greg had to walk over to him and like explain like. Like slum it, like, like like what stuff that you would be bummed out if somebody offered it to you, and I took that and I went and got some chocolates at this place in Seattle and I sat in my hotel room. It was the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I was as high as I could possibly be, but like Greg stuff, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. I just find, if I go to Portland or somebody, I go, I go, I just I just go like I'm, uh, my grandma has back pain, and then they give me what gets me high <laughs> enough yeah. to like. Have a end up on TMZ. Yes, yes. My, my, uh, my, 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 I wish. <laughs> my parakeet has a sore throat. <laughs> I, I hit you with a lot of stuff there. You're like, wait a minute, what? Um, the, uh, but but I did want to ask you, uh, like, uh, so so just now, let's talk about comedy, but relating to politics, because here you are. You're 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 half my age. You're British, um, and uh, and but now we're living through this time. So your perspective is totally different from mine. But like, what is a comedic creatives 
obligation or what, sh what is a good philosophy to follow when shit hits the fan on a global scale this much? Because I can't, I just keep falling back on if it seems like you're in a history book, then politics aren't politics. They're yeah. current events. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't seem that way, uh, but, but I don't know if how much of that is a refraction of like, but, but, but you're, so what's, what, what, have you thought about this? Like how political am I allowed to be? Yeah, no, I, I, do you know what? Like when it comes to comedy and writing comedy is, is, is like, I try to, to just be honest about how I feel about that thing and not try and toe the line of, of being like, I'm going to say this because, I think this has a moral obligation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I'm morally obligated to talk about anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a free person. And, and, and like, it, my person, and like, my thing as well is, like, I'm not even, like, I'm willing to hear a point of view I don't agree with in comedy sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I find that shit interesting. Do you know what I'm saying? So if there's a dude who has a totally different political view to me and there's a comedian now who has that view, like, right. say it. You know, as long as it's funny and, you know, say it. Like, that, that's just your freedom to do it, you know. Like, I, I believe in freedom in comedy. So, like, me personally, I don't think I'm morally obligated that, like, oh, these things are happening and I must put on my black turtleneck and smoke a cigarette yeah. and, and start saying, this is what's wrong with the world, man. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a comedian. It's like, a weird area because some, some comics have the philosophy that I do understand, which is that comedy is its own political yeah, party yeah. where we're like we're supposed to be funny above and beyond anything else anything that impedes in yeah. humor is like that's fucking satan and I you think should it's damn it to, to hell. do it like i think if you have the, the the opinion and the intelligence and the and the and and the point of view and it's funny then put it out there do you know what mm -hmm. i mean and i think that's great and i want to hear it you know what i'm saying but at the same time i don't think i think i think there's also i don't think every comedian should now be bill hicks i think i think if someone does one line it's kind of doing one you want like do you know what i'm saying like i don't well, think you definitely have to be yeah you have to be honest yeah, 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 yeah. like like so there's a, there probably are comics out there that are probably regrettably being like you know what i'm i, I have this opinion and that opinion like but everyone's just gonna boo me, yeah. you know. And that person probably you're you like you you and I wouldn't want that yeah. person to pre censor themselves, but we would want them to try to figure out how to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Can I ask you a question? You see, like, because I'm not over here. Is there is it is it is it harder to talk about Trump than it was to talk about Bush? Uh, well, if you talked about Bush, this is my perception. Because they're both like quiet. If you, you know, talked like, about Bush, now, but th there's a million variables here. But if you, in my perception, if you talked about Bush, you were being, a, a pol you are bringing politics into your comedy, and it, 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 it was like needless. Yeah. Uh, but well, like, maybe, there, there was maybe, a band called the Dixie Chicks. Uh, there still is probably, uh, and they were. <laughs> They're they're uh, they're liberal-ish, and uh, they were performing in Texas, I think, and they said that he's not my president. We're not proud of the president, and they got all sorts of shit. Yeah. If you, if you go on stage now and don't talk shit about Trump, like that, you that like the show wasn't a good show. It was, like, it, like, you, it, 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 you're required to get up and talk really shit about this. Something really funny and ironic about that that it was braver to be political when we were talking about you know like when politics meant a little more boring because we had things managed mm. and then there'd be a drone strike here or an invasion there and we, it was all manageable mm. through Ted Koppel and all this stuff. So, so if you were a rock band and you came out and said, we're going to do some stuff from our new album, but also I want to talk about dangling chads. There might be like a bunch of boos, you know, that they're, 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 they're like boos from people going like, fuck you, Leonard Skinner. I wanted to... <laughs> Just making up bands and relationships. But, but, but the... Um, it, it, that's, I guess that's kind of my question which probably a 26 year old uh maybe doesn't even have the answer to which is like how d 
different is it now and how does that difference equate to an obligation? Because I, sometimes I sit in my five bedroom house in Los Feliz and I go, nothing has changed for me. So why would my uh, material change? And then I go, you were talking about how you don't wash your ass. Like you need to keep talking about what you're but thinking. You, you just said that like talking about Bush was less important. It's, it's all subjective. It's like less yeah. important to me. So that's part uh-huh. of what it is, is that I feel like I kind of like, I feel it's a little bit of like a, what do you call it? A, uh, an atonement, a uh, confession, uh, when, uh-huh. when it's, uh, when it's uh, uh, making up for, yeah. like, like, I, I, like I, I, uh, amendments, yeah. Penance, she said. Penance. But well, penance, but amendments also. Do you where think if, like when you, but do you think if people... But, like, but, but my word also, <laughs> <laughs> that rhymed with your word. What, but do you, think, do you think that if people start talking about Trump, right, and it's sort of the thing of like, all right, we, we all got to talk about Trump, do you think then it becomes like a uh, fad? And like people just start doing it for the sake of doing it, and then it kind of loses its poignancy. Sure. But I th- yeah, I think that's the danger with all. Yeah, that danger mm. always looms with every any issue that everyone's talking about. Is that I think people who are like, it's it's so, so it's so hard to unbraid from like if I were to if I were to say, hey, Trump's a piece of shit. There, and, and let's say I get three people booing. One person might be booing because they're like, your comedy's lazy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Another person might be booing because they're like, I voted for him and I want to forget about it. Yeah. I was wrong and I came out to drown my sorrows in laughter. Um, stop might- reminding me I'm an idiot. Um, and then a third person might be... A ghost. Uh, <laughs> 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 who's trying to give me a treasure map, and I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's sort of like, it's, it's, it's making me very curious because it's not like I'm like haunting the stand-up clubs these days. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm vastly approaching a threshold where it's like, a, like, according to my predecessors, the baby boomers, it's like I'm getting to an age where I can kind of clock out and be like, ah, world's a mess. Give me some ice cream. Yeah. Hi, it's Jeff Davis and Spencer Crittenden from Harmontown here what to talk up? about underpants again. Yeah, man. Underpants, they're the first thing you put on and the last thing you take off. I mean, maybe you've heard enough podcasts where we talk about how good me undies are. Maybe you're sick of it. Maybe you're like, I don't I, I don't wear underwear. Or I like wearing burlap and chafing my pieces t- to parts. When you're at Comic-Con or other walking-related events, it's important to have valuable underwear that keep your parts unchafed. I haven't chafed since I began wearing my MeUndies, Spencer. Is that because MeUndies are the softest, most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear, period? It's exactly that. They're so soft that I don't even know that I'm wearing them, except that I feel there's a, a sensation of my genitals gently thanking me throughout the day. They're so soft that wearing them is almost a matter of faith that they even are on your body. I wore my MeUndies last night, with the ones with the panda bears on them, because they have these wonderful, fantastical, whimsical patterns on them. And I woke up in them, and there was a note next to me on the pillow from my balls saying thank you. I mean, I've been wearing MeUndies so long that my genitals actually just booked us a romantic trip to Tahiti together. You and your general genitals, or you and me? It was supposed to be just me and my genitals, but they said bring Spencer along because it's going to get freaky. <laughs> That's thank you. Yeah. This is going to be great. Don't thank me. Thank me undies. Every pair of undies is sustainably sourced and made from micromodal, a fabric that's three times softer than cotton. And this month's patterns are designed by the legendary 80s clothing brand Cross Colors. Cross Colors. Yes, with names that live up to their bold design and bright colors, like increased to peace. You dig. 
and the OG. I do dig. Now, why is it increase the piece but the OG? Why not keep it consistent with, like, the OG? Yeah. And that just looks like dog. And it could be the dig. The dig. <laughs> increase the piece. I get so turned on wearing my undies that it always increases my piece. I'm so used to buying boring underwear, but me undies will change everything. <laughs> You're so, you've gotten used to buying... You know, when Spencer and I, people don't know this, when we're not doing Harmontown on Sunday nights or Saturday nights or whenever we do it now, Spencer and I often go out for a afternoon's underwear shopping. Right. Back in the old days. Now, Spencer, you're just stuck in that rut buying your same old boring underwear while I am living in a Valhalla. I actually call it Ballhalla. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to I wanna become a part of Ballhalla. Yes. I will strike you with Thor's hammer if you're really nice to me. Are you trying to say that MeUndies come in all kinds of colors and patterns and they release new limited patterns each month that I'm, always sell out? I'm not trying to say shit. I'm telling you straight up. This is, <laughs> this is magical underwear, people. And if you're not wearing them, you're a benighted fool living in a dark, twilight piece of shitscape. Are you telling me I got to see them for myself and that right now I'll save 20% off my first pair and receive free shipping only at MeUndies.com slash Harmontown? Zip. Is that a yes? <laughs> That's me showing you them right now. Oh, I, I'm seeing them for myself. Oh, my God. There's a reason they've sold over 5 million pairs to date. I'll feel it when I put them on. That's what I can see in your pants. Spencer, not only will you get 20% off your first pair plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash Harmontown, I'm going to give you 50% off your first Jeff Davis ass grab. And if I don't love my first pair of MeUndies, they're free. But, I mean, come on. I already love your first pair of MeUndies. This is not even close to my first. Oh. It's your first. That's MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. Spencer, get over here. MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. Touch him. I'm touching his pants. Touch him. Let me taste those pants. Touch him. Let me let me munch on those MeUndies. MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. Oh, my God. Hello, I do you know, funny enough, like, a lot of people I know kind of don't even really do the Brexit thing anymore because I think a lot of them feel it's been, like, played out. I love him. And oh, that's the third boo. The third yeah. boo is the person, the, like, 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 I think my audience might, yeah. like, a lot of us, like, I, I, uh, please, like, yeah. like, I watch John Oliver, I watch, I watch, yeah. I watch, I watch my Twitter feed, like, 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 just keep talking about how you jerked off with a Sharpie in your butt once, like, like, like you know, <laughs> like, 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 you don't have anything new to say about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah continue. Yeah. No, 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 that's, 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 you pretty much summed up, man, that's it, I mean, <laughs> I'm done, no, uh, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a, it's just, I've never, and like, and, you know, I've not that I've been in comedy for that many years, but I can't, you know, remember a time where it's been like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is, this is a weird fucking time. And it's hard navigating it as a human being and navigating it as a comedian, you know what I'm saying? And, and sort of what, what my art's got to reflect, you know? And, uh, it, you know, I think, I, what I do see a lot of is, and I don't know if this is right, but, I, you know, and I think there's some great comedians who do it, and I've sort of done it sometimes myself, is people kind of see what the issue was of why maybe Trump got elected or why Brexit happened and attack that. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily attack the thing or right. the voters or the the you know the image of what you know Trump as just that one dude you know they try and attack the things of why that happened you know because there's there's so many reasons of why that this is happening you know and it's and I, th- I think I think some of it lies on the economics and all of that stuff that I'm not intelligent enough to understand but I think it also lies in social shit you know I think I think you know we 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 spent a long time of telling people to 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 shut up if we didn't agree with them. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's happened for a little while now. If we're being honest, it's crazy how the internet is what actually has made that the most possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because we all thought if you told me if a Martian came down and pitched the technology to me and said everyone will be connected, I'd be like, oh, so there will be a little less um, binary thing. Yeah, yeah. No, this act it's crazy. It's, it's it's like like we are obsessed now with firing this person. Yeah. Uh, get rid of that person. Like we 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 really. Uh, Words hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's the thing is that we live in this weird spectrum where it's like it's like it's like it's like you know you got a, you got one side of just like say nothing. Words hurt, and right. the other side's like why can't I say nigger? And it's like why right. can't there be a middle ground though? Like you know what I'm saying like why can't we? Look, say nothing. Words hurt. I'm just saying the word. You know what I mean? That's the problem. You know. Also, in England, that word means diaper. <laughs> it's just a it's a form of marmalade. Yeah, you know, so I think um, that as well. No, but uh, yeah, it, that that it's it's the it's this it, it, we 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 we're having all these debates about like what you can say, what you can't say, and all, it's, it's like that that was the other thing about that documentary that I that, that you have to watch. It's nine eleven. Was that an accusation or something? Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of stand-up bits driven by how he. He looks a little bit like Osama bin Laden. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we, we probably should have, I probably should have uh, done that content for I done a callback to sing that no one's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I was I, I it's it's God damn it. It's um, it, it's fucking I, it's something that nobody could have predicted is the fact that we would actually connect to each other telepathically and that that would actually usher in an age of of like a really kind of weird like pre. Columbus suspicion of the other like it's it's almost it's like it it, it we're we're I, I feel it in my own bones like I I'm a really bright open-minded guy that grew up on the internet but we now just like we've I feel like I have been indoctrinated into scanning information on screens through uh, a, a a chip of is this person an enemy or an ally? And if so, and then the flow chart proceeds from there, mm. which is so dangerous and, and so profits only the worst of the bad guys, probably. Mm, mm. Uh, There's some level of coexistence, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, because, I, because that's the thing is that in that documentary, there's these young black activists who are sitting across from this guy, and, what, and, and, and he says, do you think these people can change? Do you think a white racist can change? And one of the guys kind of reflexively goes like, no. Mm. And you're like, oh, fuck. Because that's how we all feel about the enemy. We don't approach them as if they're people that can change. Mm. Because we're, like, the liberals in America are like, I'm fucking so sick of this goddamn fucking sucking the dick of these fucking like, like the, the, what, what are the fuck people you told me I forgot and Trump's my punishment for forgetting them? Ooh, can I listen to you some more? Will they abuse us and go like, ooh, snowflake got feelings, biggie boo boo. You won. Fuck you. I'm the troll now, you Nazi pick. All right. All right anyways. <laughs> Uh, but the, yeah, it's 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 brought it. It's 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 heightened times. We are in more danger of uh, we we revert to fight or flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or really fight and fight. <laughs> uh, like we have nowhere to go. But so I asked you a question and then I answered it. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you asked the question and you answered it way more articulate than I ever yeah. would. Because I'll probably do one word answer. It's like ah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm upset. I feel like I'm, is, is, this, is this interesting for you guys? Seriously, you got a great they, audience, they, man. I could, usually they go like, "It's 9/11," and then like sometimes when there's like a thoughtful guest, they're like, "It's it's 9/11." Right? Like, 
they're mostly in grass. It's, it's weird, got, you know, I, I don't want to be thrown in the spectrum now of thoughtfulness. You know, like I still, I st- you know, because because like what you said as well, like what do you think your role is? Like I still want to talk about, you know, like weird places I've come. Like I still want to, you know, I still want to, you know. Talk well, about I have a things. great idea. Why don't you come back? You're here for a while working yeah. on your race show. You should come back. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. Thank you. Uh, let's yeah, I, I, let's I, hear I, it for Jamali Maddox coming out here. Jamali Maddox, watch his show. Hate thy neighbor. We really have to promote that show, or we violate his visa. You have to watch Hate yeah, Thy Neighbor. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Hate Thy Neighbor. It's a great title. The visa thing is really complicated. You ever talk to a, a, a UK person that comes over here? Like, I remember when John Oliver would come over to do Community. It was like so fucking complicated. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Who can get like 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 who gets citizenship? Yeah, because the last time people just left England, they start they started another country and told them to go fuck off. <laughs> They've been, they've been hurt before. I, uh, L- L- Ludwig Göransson, who did all the score for Community, is uh, Swedish. Swedish? Am I going to offend him? Is that where he's from? Swedish. Uh, um, and I had to keep... Uh, I had to, like, sign a thing that, that verified that he was a genius because he was on a genius visa because it was, like, a visa that said, like, like he's not stealing a jarb, you know? Like, like, it's like, you can't find a composer like this in the States, you know? You had to, like, sign a letter. This guy makes music... I can't believe. That's how we got Spencer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sp- no, no, <laughs> Spencer's, no. Spencer's here in a Dungeon Master pizza. Yeah, I was going to say, a, ge- a genius bar, because uh, he, he worked at the Apple Store. Um, okay, so... Uh, let's, we, let's, let's get Levy up here, shall we? Steve Levy, you in the house? What's going on? How'd you think that went, Steve? I thought it went great. Jamali's really, great. Yeah, I really like him. Damn. Yeah, I took I, it. We, we like hit it off as soon as he as soon as we met. I know. I'm glad I set that meeting. Yeah. Oh, you did. That was me. Okay. Well, maybe I don't like him. Too I control late. my fate, is what I'm saying. Like, all right. What's going down? Let I'm gonna start things. exercising. Start exercise. Get back on I'm the thing. I'm going to. I'm going to. I saw a video. I, I saw oh, myself no. from the side. I saw. I saw it. Which video? The Don't Ryan. Do the that. Ryan Elder. Uh, oh. this, this guy does music for Rick and Morty. There's yeah, a shot yeah. of me talking on the phone from the side, sitting, and I am a uh, just a, a ball of. And it's, uh, if if you are, you're fine. Don't think about. Oh, I have to. Like, if you're happy, like like fucking, you're perfect. Perfect. Like, I have an issue. And I'm old and I need to, like, it's about cholesterol for me. It's not about how I look. I have a fucking perfect life. If I, if I, if I thought I could live for a thousand years, I wouldn't do anything physically. It's that I'm worried about. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make it to 69. I believe not, you, not, yes. not for the bit. Oh. Like, because I can see that roughly people, that men who, uh, in America, who have achieved a little bit, like, they're tending to drop off at 69. Nice. Like, it's, 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 and then it's like, yeah, I don't want to live to 80 if it means I never did acid. I did lots of acid. I can take 69. How much acid? 
what kills you at 69? I don't know. No, I, I, no, I, don't, I did acid, let's say, eight times in my life. Did it, did it change your life? I had a friend who, he did acid and he was a different person after that experience. In, in a good way or a bad way? No, in the best way, yeah. Oh, really? What, yeah. What, what, what? He, he joined the uh, my buddy, Army Rangers. His name is Matthew friend, McConnelly. McConnelly. <laughs> No, no, my. He's like, I gotta get out. I got a country to serve, and he like left. My friend Jeremy, he he grew up in a house, uh, two chiropractors, and uh, his mom wouldn't let him take any like. Wait, did you, I'm sorry. I did, I was, I, did you say he lived between two chiropractors? No, no. His parents are two chiropractors. Whatever. Okay, I got I got, I got drunk. I, I, and I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, he, he wasn't allowed to take prescription medication, so he always lived in fear. Uh, and we, li- we lived in a bubble town, and he always thought he was going to get sick and, and die. And we went to college, and uh, there was a day where he did acid with a couple friends of mine, and, like, the world opened up to him. He started asking questions about, like, society and religion and, like, ed- the education system and just things he never thought about. And, yeah, it, you know... I mean, you see a lot of talk on intervention about, well, you know, pot's a gateway and all this stuff. But I'm like, you know, I will say, and I don't want any lawsuits because I'm talking to anyone 20 and over. Like, acid is a, it's a decent truck stop to stop at. Like, (laughs) just to check out before you turn 30. Because after 30, you're, you... You're gonna be like, you're gonna take acid. And you're gonna be like, I haven't done my taxes. <laughs> Why am I doing acid if I didn't do my taxes? Uh, but when you're 23, like, 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 I, I, I'm only speaking from my experience. It was just like, I, I'm the biggest. Uh, the word pussy's not really. I, I'm trying to outmode that, but uh, the, the, like, like, I was the biggest uh, pussy uh, in the world about 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 like like drugs and stuff. But 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 I, but when I was in my twenties, I was like, what, 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 how might this kill me? And um, and and as a result, plus being lucky, I I I I, I did acid and mushrooms and stuff like that. And I do think. They, they give mushrooms to uh, PTSD people, like PTSD people. It's, it's like a fucking Fraggle Rock. Like there's PTSD people in the corner. They're like dozers or whatever. Um, they, people with PTSD, they've, they've clinically, I get all my news from, from NPR, but uh, yeah, they, that, that they, psilocybin, like it, it, it clinically gives you a sense of perspective that until you get it, you don't have it, and that can actually be incredibly helpful for things that we haven't otherwise figured out how to treat. Uh, anyways, explained it to you. Explained it to you. Spencer, did you ever do the, uh, the acids or the mushrooms? No, I haven't done my taxes. <laughs> No, I was just. What if you do your taxes and then take acid? This is the best. I did my taxes. You get so high. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You can you can actually fly. That's awesome. It's the only way to celebrate yeah, I, I, doing the, fr- your taxes. the first time I did it, I did it with our friend Matt Young in, in, in a little back house in uh, Echo Park, and it was like it was surrounded by trees, and it was really safe. And he's like the perfect guy. Mushrooms to- or acid? Acid. And we, he goes, just do a little bit, and he, t- he walked me through, and he's like the most like caring, nicest guy. And we just we just sat there and listened to music, and then went outside and like like looked at the trees, and it was like the greatest. It was really amazing. I did it. I did it in. Uh, well, my friend Sean McKenna, like we were doing coke, and he gave me a tiny piece of paper and said, "Put this on your tongue." And then I asked him what it was. 
and he said it was Cyanide. it was acid, uh, and that was my first acid trip. But it turned out okay. And then the second time I did it, I, I just I remember w- being with Friedel, my uh, high school buddy Dave Friedel, who have met on the show maybe, and uh, we were in Milwaukee, and we were like. We were on acid in my house in, in Milwaukee, and uh, I, I rented house. I, I, uh, um, and uh, we, I remember like ending the the night with like just had this stack of newspapers, and we were going through the the Family Circus uh, c- comics on acid. It was fucking fantastic. That's good. It, it, was, it was like, what do you mean? What? What do, you, what do you Why does it matter if Billy spilt these cookies or not? Like, I don't know. It just kind of like blows your mind. And then, and then, and then Price is Right comes on and you're like, what? Uh, Price is Right is the most important oh, like, God. drug experience that any young American yeah. can have. Yeah, uh, I, I, when Drew first got it, I went... Uh, uh, on his advice, he's like, hey, go a little high. Now, go yeah. to the audience and watch it high. I, I, I went to I went to a Price is Right taping so high, my mom knew I was high from watching the Price is Right because I was in the audience right oh. between two bitters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's like that high. But you were that amazing. I'm probably a standard deaf TV because this is my mom in the early 2000s. But you were amazing. because She was, could still see how red my eyes were I, and how amazed I was at the savings. I, I, I was sitting right next to you. I was sitting with you, and you were like, kind of being like—I don't know if it was weed paranoia or social anxiety—but on the way, like, yeah, like you looked a little tense, like you, like you, like you weren't like, you didn't seem totally comfortable. No, it's very high, yeah. And, and then when people were like, when people were like yelling out, and like I'm like, damn, like yeah, like you, like, like you know how much the thing costs, and like, like it's like I don't know, like the was yelling, like, like, and, like, and like, I'm like, like you can get in there, like, like. Oh, also, I think I told you mistakenly, the reason why they sit the guests of Drew or whoever right behind the bitter's row is because it's actually not a great place to be seen on camera. You must have been right in the hole between no, two No, I was... Ab- my mom showed me. She put it on DVD. I was like, whoops. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I look like a Jim Brewer character. Yeah. But, uh, I look like the Jim Brewer character. But at one point, Dan got swept, unto, uh, swept into it and I think they were bidding on the, on the, on the Plinko chips and they got to know how much this costs or how much that costs. And Dan was like, it's the kitty litter, it's the kitty litter. It's the kitty litter, it's cheaper. I go, tell her, like, it's the kitty litter, like, it's the kitty litter. I'm like, tell you, the kitty litter. You started, you, started, you started yelling at the kitty litter. And then she won it, and you were so happy. It was really great. It was really, really good. It is like, 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 especially through the lens of, like, now after the elections and stuff, and now the world that we could see that could happen. Like, like whereas before it might have been like, you're a tool of the state if you're saying it's fun to sit and get high and watch prices, right? But, like, unless you're laughing at the capitalist. But now I look back and I go, no, that was a wonderful guppy tank for capitalists. It was like you you could be 20 and get high and pretend shop for the same shit. Like you when you're when you're that age, you're like you're you're about to go to Target and and comparison shop plungers and stuff. You're gonna buy your first plunger and start thinking about what oh this plunger's cheaper, but I might need more later. And and it's kind of exciting. The the yeah. Anyways, but I went there high as a as a grown man and it was like. Like, fu- when that the, the fucking yodeling dude came out, and it was like... Oh, man. When Hans comes out, um, as I told you, because I said, like, we don't know what's going to happen because you don't know what the games are going to be, but I was like, we're praying that, that uh, Cliffhanger comes out. Is it Cliffhangers? 
cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. And when, and when he came out, you and I, I think we embraced. We embraced. That is some fucking. Like, oh, no, that was designed by like an SS officer that was trying to exploit THC influence or something. Like, it was like mm, I said, Alpine climber, and uh, I'll design the yodels, and the, like it was. It's all designed to like freak you out if you're high. But not, not uh, if you're watching on TV, and it's like because well, Bob Barker would go, "Let's, well, you thought this? Let's take a look," and there'd be a pause, and then this fucking puppet would go. For no reason. There was never any reason for any of the conceits. It would ju- he'd just be like, let's go to Moon of Savings. And it would only be guessing prices of shit, but there'd I be know, craters. Fucking it, genius. It, but the one that we went to, she like got the first two like really short. Like Hans didn't do fucking anything. He was still at base camp. And then the second one went a little bit longer, and she missed by a lot. And but he like Stopped about halfway up. She's got, Hans had half the mountain to go with the final thing. And she bid, and it wasn't like... The, the crowd kind of went, ooh, I don't know about that. And Hans went, up, and you and I were just freaking out. And he went right to the fucking last one and stopped on the very edge. And it was, it was bedlam. It was... At, it was, it's, it's so loud in there because I got to host that for a little while. I, I, I announce it, like the c- come on down shit. And like, you go home with nightmares in your head because it's, it's, it's like, it's like the noise of a Beatles concert but about uh, kitty litter and plungers. <laughs> the most fucked up thing about going to a Price is Right taping, the most fundamentally fucked up thing is that you're sitting in chairs and your angle of view is so different from the cameras that you... You have to go like this to remind yourself that there's that linoleum with the '70s flowers on it. Yeah. But like, it's like it's above your line of sight, and the whole it's like. That's, that's, that's if only if you're sitting in the first couple rows, because like, yeah, the stage is like. Hmm. Yeah. Humble brag. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of getting really high, Spencer, you want to play some uh, some D and D right now? Yeah. <laughs> and can you have some? Can you have some recap lenience on because we we have say we, say that again? We, we, can you have some recap lenience because we I don't remember anything. Jeff and I re-listened. Yeah, this is gonna be the strictest recap all year. Dan, yeah, we we didn't do a whole lot, but it took us eight hours to do it. So it's it's, it's gonna be a pretty easy dra- recap. Okay, right. Yes, I got it. Take it away. You're gonna have to drop and give me thirty while I do it because mm-hmm. I'm being strict, which is a quality of recaps. All right. All right. Um, last time they met, Doctor. No, not a doctor. Farmer Manil. And uh, Diarrhea Jr. ingratiated him with some carefully timed snacks. Uh, With Manil on their side, they spent a good 25 minutes haggling over the price of cow carcasses. Uh, And then eventually settled on, I think, two gold apiece. I don't know. It was a bad deal, but (laughs) it was good for the farmer. You guys, you made a costume of the cows and went out to be bait towards a creature that seemed to be attacking at the cows and eating them or killing them. Killing and them. then it came, and, and you guys uh, made a noise, I think, and scared it off. And I did. I did. Dan yelled. And it was yeah. going off away towards a church. And we towards were, the we, church. We were in hot pursuit of this robed flying figure. Hot pursuit. Now. Okay. All right. So, I, I, oh, go ahead. 
It's evening time. You're headed. You're. You are, I mean, you're. You're facing the direction that the creature kind of took off in, which is again towards towards the priory, the church. And uh, yeah, it 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 didn't make too much noise or anything. Uh, you basically only heard its footsteps. So it, we know the direction it went. We're, yeah, it's, it's, we're running after we're, it. We're, we can still kind of see it, even though it's dark out. And uh, I, I say we run as fast as we can and not slow ourselves down by dwelling on the fact that you kind of... He was like 30 feet away from us when you, when you sprung your attack. I won't, I won't explain my reasoning until later. Okay. Okay. All That's right. fine, yeah. <laughs> told, told, you to wait, told you to wait for it. We, I just had that feeling... I just felt like we were going to wait and wait and wait, and then it was going to go away, and then Spencer would be like, what do you think happens if you wait that long? <laughs> I just, and that's the thing, is that that's the same thought I had that caused us to end up burning down the poor family's house. Like I, it's called metagaming. Right. I I'm not be, even trying to punish it, but I should I'm be doing, doing what I do in real life. But the good news is, we, it's, even though it took us all day and some of the night to get practice looking like cows... We, we we did find a, a flying robed figure, so that's a lead. So let's 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 right. all, yeah, let's asses and elbows towards right. that figure. We had that whole conversation like Hanna Barbera right. style. Well, the <laughs> backgrounds are the same. <laughs> Just keep passing the same burning door. <laughs> all right, you make it back to the priory. It's it's that old stone building. It's pretty old. Once again, you see uh, it seems to be boarded up. It seems that it's more reinforced than it was before, and sitting outside is uh, Patchens again. He's sleeping, it looks like. Patches. Yeah, he was the so first guy at the church. That's the kind of, kind of weird-faced dude that we met before? Uh, Patchens was a young church boy who was guarding the front exit when uh, he was... He That's was not the one that uh, Carlos threw the water on, right? No, that was the prior. That's the episode that we did in a tent at Chris Hardwick's uh, cult. The best one. <laughs> that was a crazy place, huh? That was. Whatever. All right, so uh, are, are we up? Are we, are we at Patchens right now? Well, yeah. I mean, let's say you're in the clearing outside of the church. I'll put you at 20 feet off, but he's asleep in a chair. But we lost sight of the creature? Uh yeah, it, 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 it took. It was really fast. Like you were running in the direction it went, but it, it disappeared pretty quick. But in the direction of the priory, right? Which is one of the only buildings in the, that direction in town. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I go up and I rouse uh, Patchens out of his sleep. All right. Uh, you do that. He wakes up. Uh, hey, what's up, you guys? Hey. <laughs> we're in hot pursuit of a robed flying figure. We have reason to believe he's entered the priory. Oh. So we, we need access. We need to get in. I can't get in right now. They wanted me to guard this place, and they, they kind of just boarded it up inside with me outside. When they uh, told you to guard it, what did they tell you to do if uh, anyone attacked the place uh, or if you had to give them any news of an impending attack? Uh, just not to let anyone in and that we were under attack. So they sentenced you to death, really? I... I I feel like I should be understanding what you're saying, but I don't. We're saying if, if an attack happens, can you get in yourself? No, no. Wait. No. So you've been left out here to die. Uh, well, no, I'm guarding. I mean, in a way, guard duty's always being left out to die somewhere. No, that's not true at all. Guard, a guard duty usually, by default, would be someone... Uh, th that person would have egress, ingress... Like you could be guarding from the inside. No, right. I, no, I'm not, I'm not super thrilled about this. I'm on your side. I yeah. mean, I'm locked out of the church. What is the... Yeah. What, what, 
What's the prior's name again? Uh, that's a great name. Berthold Abernathy? Was it that? Urkel? But Father Abernathy. Berthold. Father Urkel Abernathy. No, Berthold. Or Berthold. <laughs> Can I tell you something, Patches? Yeah, yeah. Uh, your management, which is a lower rung of a church we represent, uh, someone in there is spooky. Yeah, probably. Uh, something ain't right. And uh, we the good guys. I don't mean to get urban on you. All right. Um, but I'm saying to you, like, if you were our ally and told us how to get in there to investigate, because mm-hmm. we just followed a cattle mutilating uh, floating man right right to this spot. What? He's wearing a robe. I didn't see hood. that. Of course you didn't see it. You were sleeping. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Good point. Um, well, yeah, no, let's cut. Well, uh, the door's fucked up. I mean, we can break it down. Mm-mm. I'll break it down. No, there's got to be a quieter way in, Patches. Can we go back? You seem pretty proud of your guard duty status. Like you, were, you were asleep when we got here. So uh, get off your... Get off your <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not good at my job. I'm just trying to help. Okay. Well, you know what? You want to you really do something good? Want to make up for that? Work with, work with the A-team over here. I will <laughs> never judge you. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I thought I was already on your guys' side. Yeah, I mean, what, what, yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, you know want? what I like about you, Patches, is you're kind of stealthy. You were stealthy about your guarding, and you're also, you know all the quiet ways to get into the... Yeah, that, that rogue figure probably thought you were just another corpse out in this wasteland. That was, that was, that was smart of you. Like, where are the sewers? Where's the, uh, where are the, uh, 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 the, uh, the, the, the underage girl, uh, uh, shoots? Huh. Things you'd expect in an organized religion building. Um, well, we don't have those. We could, uh... Impressive. <laughs> this episode of Harmontown is brought to you by Fulton and Rourke. Jeff, you're sick of uh, spilling all your colognes all over the place. You hate liquid colognes, is that correct? It's my nemesis. It's, I, it's, it's the thing that gives me nightmare dreams all night long. I can't remember how many times I've walked in on you just, just covered in sticky, wet cologne. I have traveled and broken a bottle of the cologne that I wear. And then my luggage smells like a French whorehouse for the rest of time. Yeah. But Fulton and Rourke is a men's fragrance and grooming company that specializes in solid colognes, shave, and shower products, all designed to make getting ready easier and more enjoyable. Now, when you say solid colognes, do you mean like solid in the jazz sense? Like, wow, that would, that jazz solo was solid. You know, I do mean that, but I also mean physically solid as well. Oh, like a little... Like, you're talking about a wax-based cologne that travels in a little small package that I, I can't spill all over my luggage and smell like a Mexican tit house. So these are travel-friendly wax-based colognes that can go anywhere? Plus, there's nothing to break or spill, and of course, they all smell fantastic. Fantastic. Like a Mexican tit house. <laughs> I mean... There's there's different levels of Mexican tit house. I mean, there's 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 the high quality ones. There's the ones that you wish you didn't go to. Right. Yeah. Titas fantásticos. <laughs> Is one of their fragrances called Mexican tit house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> que fantástico. <laughs> Fulton and Rourke's bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. Also, you don't even have to touch it. It comes and does it in the night. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's literally unbelievable. Did you know, Spencer, that GQ magazine just named their shave cream the very best on the market today? Well, yeah, of course I knew that. Why would you, why would you ask? I mean, who am I asking? I mean, this guy, you go to his house, 
it's like an episode of Hoarders. So many back issues of GQ magazine there. Right. And I got to tell you, my house is made out of bricks of cologne. Wax-based cologne, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Try it yourself at FultonandRourke.com and save 15% off your purchase by using the code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, at checkout. That's FERAL at checkout. Smell good for once, you fucking bums. Fulton and Rourke, get your smelling good. <laughs> Fulton and Rourke, time to get your stink on. Off. <laughs> get your bad stink off and get your good stink on. Fulton and Rourke, not by Menon. <laughs> Different corporation by Fulton and Rourke. Can you call out to uh, Father Abernathy? Yeah, yeah, sure. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we, we want, we want in, don't we? Or, well, yeah, but we could. I mean, I'm, uh, you should, you should light the door on fire. Here's, That's your yeah, move. It's your signature move. Father Abernathy. Ah. Father Abernathy. I say you I should just, light it on fire. Well, let's, feel, let's 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 give just, let's give him a minute. It's a, it's a big priory. Nothing happens. You wait, let's say, three minutes or less if you choose to. I just think, you guys, I think that the odds of it being someone inside the Priory and the odds, therefore, of it being a church official are high, making this a uh, a sensitive mission. A stealth operation. Less of a hack and slash, more of a infiltrate and celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Makes sense. uh, uh, I, I examine. Should, should we all kind of split up? Or examine the uh, the the church. Well, what? Patches here, I think, is holding out on us in ways to get what? into the priory. I think huh? there's I think there's milk shoots. Well, I think there's mail drops. I okay. think there's chimneys. I well, mean, you need to talk. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> well, yeah, we could go in the inside. This the, there's there's multiple buildings that kind of form a perimeter perimeter around the inner yard, but then the inner yards. Got smaller doors. They're just kind of people doors. They're not. They're not so public. You know. They're probably less reinforced. Who knows? Well, let's do that. Patches. Who's the weirdest of your bosses? Like the one who's been behaving recently the most strangely? The father. He's been super suspicious. I mean, the prior. He's also the father. There's a lot of redundant church. Was names. he the father prior to being the prior? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back. (laughs) Uh, All right, well, that goes both ways. I mean, if you were the father of an infiltrated church, you'd be paranoid. But also, if you were a Dracula, you'd be like, does anyone know? Right. All right, well, uh, Patches, uh, lead us into the, uh, and, uh, those, per- those perimeter buildings. All right. He, uh, he takes you around the right side of the, the building into, uh, there's kind of a narrow, narrow passageway. It's, it's uh, let's say, it's three feet wide, and it's covered in, like, uh, what do you call it? There's, like, barrels and all sorts of things, uh, like, like storage items, boxes that are, that are holding kind of uh, stuff for horses and yard work. But it's all just piled in kind of precariously, and then over it is a big iron net that's made out of iron chain links. So it all looks kind of noisy, but there is, you know, you could go through it. It'll just be loud, or you got to be real careful or something. So it's it's like an attached garage with with a lot of loud stuff in it. It's like a side yard with a lot of loud stuff in it. Patchens, is there a quieter way to get in here? Or do, we, do, we, do we have to go be a one-man band as we walk in here? Uh, no, nah, the cellar access is on the inside, but, yeah. Um, we go in another door, but most of these doors are boarded up. 
Let's see. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty stealthy. My spell loadout was. Uh, I did offensive. Do you remember? Yeah, I believe okay. so. Good. The third one. Just, oh, yeah. sure. I'm not very stealthy. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any magic that can help us. Uh, I mean, I'm a gnome. Is there? Are there? Is it, is it easy for me because I'm smaller to kind of like shimmy through this noisy box and chain area? You are smaller. Yeah. All right. It's I mean, not too much easier. Guys, do you want to try some of these boarded doors first? Try to pry these off, or do you want to go? Th- I guess one more question. Patches, is there? Are there any functions coming up where? I mean, these doors are boarded up. Like these guys are relegated to. They're just going to stay in there and never come out. Are they? Are there any town hall meetings coming up where? Mm. Well, there was a big ceremony, but I don't know anything about that. Tell us. About the ceremony. I don't know anything about that. They just said said it needed to be guarded. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I the did, ceremony happened in there. I don't know, man. I think this you, don't, wait, you don't know if the ceremony happened in the. I don't think it's happened yet. There's a ceremony about to happen. I don't know, man. They don't tell me nothing. This guy. They Are locked you, me out of the fucking church. We should light that door on fire. We got to just get in there. Yeah, I, 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 and the fire I, isn't loud, right? I, 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 uh, fire I, isn't loud. What are you? Wait, what are you suggesting? I don't know. If you light that door on fire and they're like in the basement, what, don't light, we can't light. Do, do, we, tried we tried lighting doors on fire. It's mostly stuff. It got us here. I have the feeling. <laughs> we don't know if here is better than where we were before we started lighting doors on fire. What, what I'm we an just, optimist. Why don't we just stay in this passageway and just dress up like cows again and wait? All right, all right. Let's let's. Because who's hang on, who's stealthy? Who's stealthy? I have a I'm four. not very stealthy, but real quick, I have the feeling <laughs> this, this boxes and chain kind of situation is kind of like a crude alarm system. Them, right? Sure. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's a de facto it's, one. Yeah, de facto. It's like in a video game where, it, yeah. but I'm metagaming. Right, but that's accurate metagaming. Okay. I mean, it's like a it's like a tough place to crawl through. You're right, going right. to have to impress us, like Catherine okay, Zeta well, Jones. And, uh, I, I, I I don't have. You're going to have to do your little booty move through I, the. I have a, I, I have a lot of dexterity, not a lot of stealth. Do you have acrobatics? Uh, you no. Know. Oh. All right. Well, dexterity. Is good. Well, let's, uh, you, I have some stealth. Four. Ooh. What's your dexterity? dexterity. Top left. Uh, Fifteen. Oh, I gotta teach you how to read that. Fifteen hey, patches. He's more dexterous than me, and he's more stealthy than me. Yeah, no, he should go. Yeah. yeah. What? What? What do you think I should do? I think you start tr- try to get through and, and like just see what go you in. see on the opposite side of this debris here. All right, I want to. S- and then you can truss us a truss us a, a rope. Uh, it's a it's a uh, 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 from an upstairs window. I bet. Oh, okay. I want to dexterously and stealthily make my way across the room past all, right. all the loud metal stuff. You said your dexterity was 15, right? Yeah. The roll of dice. Is it 15 plus anything or just 15? Plus two. Ooh, 17. Uh, the roll of dice will be on my phone. You're not just being aloof. No. It's a John Favreau needs a DM and you're like, dude... All right, you successfully... Yeah, no, I left my dice somewhere, sorry. Uh, You successfully sneak through the passageway and make it to the other side. You're in a large kind of uh, inner inner sanctum, kind of inner inner yard area. It's a large inner sanctum yard area. What what else? Go find out. There's there's a place where you can throw us a rope that we can climb up. It's a... Spencer, I went across, right? I didn't go up. 
No, you're right now. You're just across. Yeah. How, how, far, how far away is he from us right now? Uh, 20 feet. Okay, so he's right by us. Yeah, um, it's just a, it's just like a side yard. Do okay, do you want to try it too? Should we? Did, 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 did it look easy or is did there just, a, Is there a cellar door nearby? Uh, not that you can see. Do, do you see it? Do you see any any other doors over there? Look, DJ? Over, look around. Look around. Feel around, around too. Examine uh, your surroundings. There's always secret stuff. All right, all right. <sighs> I, I walk around the p- perimeter and look for doors. Um, okay, around the perimeter. You walk around the perimeter. You see, you see a door and a staircase. Yep, that's all you see. In the yard, there's uh, two two fe- uh, horses that are tied up, and uh, they look great. Look real nice horses. The nicest horses you've seen in several days. Um, you guys, they're the nicest horses I've ever seen. Out stay, here. stay focused. Stay you focused. No, no, you don't understand. We have to. We have to take these horses if with we, us. If- if we can hear you, people inside can hear you. You can't, you don't have a walkie-talkie. They're, whatever that will end up being. They're beautiful. I can't hear you because you're being quiet. Does the staircase go up or down? It goes up. You guys, I'm just going to go exploring. I, I, okay. I'm Sorry. I'm going to go up. Yeah, go! But they're so beautiful. Stop Stop talking about it and just go. You have to see. If you get caught in there, we deny your existence. Spencer, I go up the stairs. All right, you do that. Um, You do that. You go up into a room. It looks kind of like the room of a a tavern or an inn, kind of. Uh, It's it's, uh, like from a video game. It's a narrow hallway, and each side of the hallway is flanked by three doors. It seems like it's like a sleeping quarters kind of upstairs room. There's so many doors. (laughs) Six, even. Six. Six six, six doors. (laughs) Let's, let's see what's behind door number three. Okay. <laughs> Go with your gut, man. Go with your gut. All right. You open the door. Wait. Sorry. You open the door. Oh, it's nice. You see a chest. There's a chest at the floor of a bed. Like um, a treasure chest? Well, it, there's just chests as a more standard form of storage in this world. Oh, that's not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a chest and there's a bed and there's a person in the bed. <laughs> and they're asleep because you're still pretty quiet. How <laughs> can we can we can can we have a turnout here though? Yeah, yeah. Patrick's I mean, is like, hey, remember when I yelled outside the front door? Can we, are we, because aren't you kind of, you may not be stealthy, but you are acrobatic, right? Is there, is there a way for you to I'm get not, in? I'm, I'm dexterous. I'm not, I'm not super acrobatic. I have a fly. Uh, that I, sounds promising. I can't no. fly <laughs> to misleading. anyone. I, I, I have a, I, I'm good at climbing. I'm a great climber. Right. Is there, uh, what's the outside of this building look like? Is it's it, like rough hewn stone oh, bricks. Rough so. hewn? It may, may as well be a ladder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We yeah. made this place out of ladders. Yeah. I, 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 I remember when I climbed the porcelain tower of Benithra Hall? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. That was made, that was made of porcelain. Yeah. All right. I, how, how high is the uh, is this wall? Uh, it's uh, forty feet. Okay, I'm gonna start climbing that motherfucker. Oh yeah. 
You do that. You easily make it on, did I say 40 feet? Let's say 25 feet. Because okay. you make it on the, to what looks like a kitchen, as you can see in the windows climbing up. No. And if you get in trouble up there, you guys just start yelling and I'll come blazing in. Because sadly, relative to this party, I'm what the millennials call a tank. <laughs> Wait, so I, I made it up into a kitchen? No, you're on top of a kitchen. How do I know it's a kitchen? Because you saw in the windows. Okay, um, is there any way to tie off a rope and, and, uh, and, and uh, let him cl- uh, climb up? Yeah, there's a, a gargoyle. Okay, I... I, I, I Sweet. I, yeah. I, uh, yeah. In, the, I, in those I, Batman games, a gargoyle okay, is uh, That's I, fucking... I, I tie off my rope and, and toss it down and, 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 uh, and say, Hey, we got a kitchen up here. Thanks. All right, I'm going to come up with my climb... Of zero. <laughs> What's your dexterity? This is gonna be great. <laughs> dexterity. What? Dexterity. dexterity is um twelve. All right, you do it. It's easy to climb up a rope. Uh, tell that to me. In no, I know. Class. It's, it's hard. Uh, these are these are knotted ropes meant to be climbed up easily. From on top of my entire childhood. Okay, I, I, I look around. Can I see into the inner area? Uh, yeah, you can see the yard. Oh man, you see two horses. They're like real nice. Oh. Oh fuck. Wait, wait. We saw. Wait, no, no. Look, you. You're not gonna believe these horses. <laughs> He was he, he wasn't exaggerating. Look at these things. Wait, how are we looking at the horses? I'm picturing us like we climbed up something. Yeah, you're on top of the kitchen. Oh, because he went up the stairs. Yeah, so into the building's horse... kind of, the building's like a big square with a big square in the middle of it. So you're kind of on the peripheral square, and you're looking into the yard and the inside of it in the middle square. There's oh, there's horse, horses down there. Down there, yeah. Oh, those are beautiful horses. Yeah. <laughs> also, across the yard, you can see, um, you can see like a what do you? It looks like an like an abbey. I don't know. It looks like a fucking mission building. You know those long kind of mission. And in the window, you can see Steve opens the door and he's like he's he's walking into one of these bedrooms and you can kind of see him. You don't you don't really see too well. You just see him over there. Okay. He's walked in one of the doors. Let's go. Let's go. Can, can we can we walk around on the rooftops all the way around this to where he is? Or? Yeah, but it'll end. You'll end up on top of his uh, roof, on top of the roof that he's under. So okay. you'd be on top of him. Um, but was there access through that roof, like like to that staircase or anything like that? Could we get to the staircase? You'd have to climb back down on the inside of the yard, kind of. Okay. Right. Well, he saw the horses and walked past the horses. I said, we just we just get in there. Everyone's asleep. Let's be quiet. Or do you want to go rooftop? Wait, I'm I'm sorry. Like we're kind of like walking the guard wall around a courtyard, right? Right. And within the courtyard, there's an abbey. Yeah. And the abbey is now where. Well, no, actually, the buildings are like the courtyard. They like, or the buildings form the guard wall. Like all these buildings form a perimeter, but the buildings themselves. Why don't we just go to the roof of the building that we saw diarrhea in? And and, and, and then we can. It seems to me like at least all the video games I play, that's the. But, you know, may as well do that. Okay. I regather my rope. Okay. You get it. Okay. You think, you think it's quieter to walk on people's roofs while they're sleeping or just to tiptoe oh. across the courtyard? No, I do not. Uh, no, when you <laughs> okay. put it to me that way, I do not think that. All right. <laughs> I, I keep my rope tied to the gargoyle and leave it there in case we need to get out that way. I'm going to leave that rope there. Oh, are you, are you, so, well, we're going to climb okay. down into the, into the courtyard now. Okay, we'll, we'll get down in the courtyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Past the horses, into the abbey. Yeah, but I, my rope's going to have to stay there because there's no one to get the rope off. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, it's, but, a good, it's a good rope to have. Okay, yeah, all right. There. <laughs> okay, so we, we climb down? 
Okay. Wait, you climb down the rope. Yes. Yes. Got it. Okay. You're in the courtyard. Horses, uh, hor- like storage equipment, staircase, one door. Okay, we go up that staircase. Steve's hall. You see the door. It's still open. You see Steve. He's looking at you. Hey. Hi. Hey. Did you see those horses? Hi. <laughs> we need the horses. We don't need horses. I just... <laughs> Yeah, this is the problem with your generation. It's conspicuous consumption. You don't need those horses. You only just saw them. They're so beautiful. It could hold all of my armor and swords. I have I have a perfect horse for you. It's called Two Legs and 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 Self-Reliance. Okay, look. I'll make you a deal. Okay. If the shit hits the medieval equivalent of a fan. Yeah, just a different fan. <laughs> a, a, a front. Uh, we, uh, it's the front. Of course, when we leave, we'll take the horses. It's a perfect escape vehicle. Great. Yeah. But we're not... Right now, we need to focus. I, okay. I, I go over and... Can I see the face of the sleeping person in this room? What? Sure, yeah. I try to go get a look at this person, see if it's anyone we've met before, like possibly the, uh, the, fr- the, the prior... Uh, it's it's a person you saw at the church, but it's not someone you're introduced to. It's no one very important. We saw at the church. Oh yeah, well, it was the first. Yeah, time you we were first there. went to the church and met a couple okay. people like okay. that. Uh, I, I I just want to examine his feet, see if there's like, or is oh, he under? Boy. Is yeah, he he's in the bed, so you'd have to manipulate. Okay, the bed. well, let's not worry about that. Should we open the? I want I, I want to talk to you guys. Like okay. I want to share my thoughts about this. What let's, we're doing here? Let's okay, get, let's get, let's go in the hallway. Yeah. Hey let's, guys, let's, what's up? It's me, Patchins. What? Shh! Shh! Don't ever, ever. Shh! Okay, out, 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 out. I have a fucking sidebar, sidebar in the oh, courtyard. Geez. Okay, emergency <laughs> courtyard it's meeting. Fucking shit, <laughs> shit my tunic. Okay, it's <laughs> fucking patches. All right. If we go somewhere where we're out of earshot, we feel a little... I'm okay. just still lowering my voice. I just want to say, this is. I want to, let's all share our thoughts. Okay? okay, we haven't communicated since we started infiltrating an abbey. Okay. We should open all the chests. This is my... No. Just <laughs> like that. You, can, you can say that. You have a right to say that when I've... Like, like, that's not a thought that I'm rejecting. We're brainstorming. But I want, to, I, want to, I want to say what I have to say. I'm still a student. We followed a robed figure. We think that they're here. If they're here... I'm going to throw out some thoughts. Vampire. Done. <laughs> Ghoul master. Ghost. Ghost. Mega ghost. Here's my point. Someone here goes out at night, mutilates cattle, comes back here at s- dawn break. They're going to sleep in a... Not just hang out in a bed. There's going to be... There's gonna be why, do you, why do you think they hate the cattle? They're, they want blood or for the ceremony. For the ceremony, they also they also kill children. For the they, ceremony, the ceremony is coming up. The they, one that patches. Yeah. Is there's, 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 oh yeah, we need a, There's evil afoot in a, in this place, and it, that means that there's probably an evil section where the evil is more afoot than in plain sight. We need right. to be looking for subterranean egress. I hate to overuse that word. Okay, well, patches. We need to find the. Pa- Patches, do you know where the uh, where the prior sleeps? Where, where is his room? Oh yeah. Is it's, it one of these six doors here? No, no. 
It's is elsewhere. It, is it subterranean? No. Shit. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's in the library. Why do they call you Patches? Huh? <sighs> My parents? Why? Do... Patchens. Patchens? Yeah. P-A-T-C-H-E-N-S. <laughs> How come you didn't correct us? Is this your last us? name? Is this... What? It's just your last name? No, it's my first name. Patchens, who do those, who do those ni- nice horses downstairs belong to? What? Does the really nice horses down in the courtyard? No church peoples has horses. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to leave. That would be so funny. No, no, don't go, Patchens. No. Don't go. What's your last name? <laughs> Stupens. Stupens? No, stupens. Stupens? Yeah, stupens. Patchens, stupens? Yeah. <laughs> what nationality is that? <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's Thranen. Thranen. Oh, I know Thranen. Should have guessed. Uh, Patchens, stupens. It's great. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. I hope that didn't abrade you. Hey, no, no, it's good. I just, I just want to just get, get an accurate quote, quote of what, something you just said because it sounds like it might be a good episode title. <laughs> no, no, hor- no church people got no horches? <laughs> Is that close? Oh. It's close. Oh, that's actually a clue. It's like there's uh, to metagame for a second. That's like we saw Ferraris in the parking lot with license oh, plates. Oh, shit. And we're like, oh, yeah. that's, You're right. It's a cold clue. That's a fucking clue. There, those horses are too fancy. We gotta find Patchens. Hey, Stupens. What's up? <laughs> Where are the guest quarters? Uh, nice. They're here. These are the guest quarters. <laughs> is guests this guy, sleep is, up is, here. Is this guy in the room that we were just in? Is that one of the guests? No, no. Do you know where they're sleeping? Uh, I don't. I don't think we have any guests. How nice are their chests? Not what? that kind of chest. The one you could open, and there's toys inside. Uh, it would be in the. There's no. I don't think there's any guests here. You don't just, think he doesn't think there's any guests. Where, where's the secret li- guests? Secret guests. This yeah, is what we're what, hearing. Where, where is the library? It's just, uh. It's uh. The opposite. It's behind us. It's the opposite way. We have to split up. What? One of us has to go up to the head uh, prior, priorator's uh, yeah. bedroom yeah. and That's... make sure he doesn't have signs of dew moisture on his feet. Right. I'll go to the library for some reason. No, because the library's where the, where the prior sleeps. His, his bedroom's oh. in, or it's near the library. It's Ooh, in la, the library. Is, okay. is, there, is there an underground, like kind of like, like, like a dungeon-y kind of like keep or hold here? Hmm. Yeah. That's a Yes. No, not that I know of. Can I'm I go, new here. Is it possible for me to get inside the, uh, the, the, the church temple proper? Yeah, yeah. That other door from the yard is maybe the best option. Where's that event happening? The ceremony? The ceremony. I don't know. Probably somewhere in the church that they boarded okay. up. I'll, I'll yeah, go in like there. Like in the non-existent cellar. Door Are you sure? Wait, why do you want us to split up right now? Because we, we've thrown out like nine places to go and I... I think somebody should go down. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say who I think it should be, but someone should go examine those horses and see if there's any like identifying, like you know, like saddlebag stuff. I'll do it. <laughs> Let me examine those horses. <laughs> and you're going to check on the priorator? The, the, the church. You, you're going to go to the library and check out on the. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Do you yeah. want? You want to? You, you take the church. Wait, the church. 
The, the church is the church. Right. The it's library a, is a different place, and that's where the prior sleeps. If, if you, but you're stealthier. You should, the sleeping prior, you should go check I'll on take him. sleeping prior. Yeah, see if there's any signs that he's been out and about. Yeah. If Blood. he's there. If hey. he's not there, jackpot. Okay. Meet, let's all meet, let's meet back, back at the church. Let's meet back at my rope. At your rope. Oh, let's meet back at your rope in... Th- uh, uh, why did you look did at your you wrist? you guys know why the you, song Swinging on a Star? Why did you stop and look at your wrist? <laughs> uh, have you guys seen Hudson Hawk? Do you, do, like, do you know any show tunes yes. we can sing while we... Check? All right, all right. No, never mind. All right. Well, let's meet back. Uh, how did people keep time? Um, when... Uh, the moon? In... When the moon... T- t- the moon is, uh, is, is descending on, over this part of the sky. Before the moon touches the top of that tree... When standing in the middle when of the courtyard. In the middle of the court. <laughs> we'll all, well, let's just be in the middle of the courtyard. Let's just okay, okay. In about in about five minutey things. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Put your hands in the middle because we can't do all this stuff. We have to make it a dramatic thing, like a serialized Netflix show. We have to turn an ending. You have to make an ending out of what is otherwise just an 800-minute movie. Okay, you know, you're, you're, you're the elder of our group. Do you want to say say a little prayer for the, uh, for, uh, to the to the uh, to the Church of the Flame, the Silver Flame? Guys, I believe in our religion. I don't believe in our church. I said it. You found it out now. We're on a fucking mission from the Silver Flame. You believe in the silver flame, though. Fuck yes. Yes. That's oh, okay. why I don't like the Church of the Silver Flame. Dude, this, this is not the best time to be laying this honest, man. <laughs> you guys le- both learned from me. I saw a promise in you. I actually fudged some of the memos. They sent me here on a suicide mission, and I said, I want my two boys with me. <laughs> I, Wait. W- with my so right hand. Jackpot. To- see you in five. Why? <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for coming. Steve Levy. Matthew McConnelly from the Armed Forces, Special Forces. Let's hear it for our guest, Jamali Maddox, everybody. Check out his show, Hate Thy Neighbor on Vice. Spencer Crittenden. Thanks to everyone here at Starburns. Thank you to Church, Kevin Day, Sarah Hill, Zach McKeever, Chris Boroff, everybody here doing all the things and forgetting lots of people. Thank you all for coming out again. I'm Jeff Davis, your comptroller. Your mayor is Dan Harmon. Thank you. See you. There was the guy from West Virginia that tweeted he came for a rap, so hip hop. West Virginia rap, hip top, West Virginia rap, 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 rapity rap. Gonna rap you like this, Virginia rap. Zach, put a beat on, I'm gonna leave the stage. Yo, 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 yo. The Virginias are divided. They're on different sides. West Virginia feels like this. East Virginia said, just call me this, Virginia. I don't want to be East Virginia. I just want to be Virginia. West Virginia's like, fuck you then. 
going to go over to the West End. And then one guy from West Virginia came to the show to hear me rap about it. Lamely. So I did. So I'm a man of my word and a man of my bib. Because when I eat, I eat like a baby. I eat your mama's pussy. I don't say maybe. Not on beat. I don't know what I'm doing. I fucked your mama so hard. I started spewing verbally about her experience as a woman. It's called mansplaining, and it's the hot new move. I mansplained to your mama. I mansplained to your daughter. I mansplained to the mountains about the meaning of water. I said, a, a waterfall goes down because it hates. I fucked your mama like she was Kathy Bates, and I said, body positive. I fucked your mama, explained it to her, and she said, well, now that you said it that way, I get it. And I left, and I explained some more. And we'll explain more next week. We're doing the show Saturday next week, too. Thank you, guys. Bye. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multidimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 